This is a Fubar Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com. Ian Boltzmann. Yeah. Do that again. <coughs> okay. Hello, welcome to the show. It's Monday, the 18th of February. It's not. It isn't. It, it is. It isn't. Not where we are. Well, not right now, but it will be when this is being held. I know, but it's not when we're talking. It's last Monday. <laughs> Ru- you said put it on the screen it. last show. We've yeah, done it thanks. for you. Thank you. Coming up on the show today at 4.30, we have comic book creator and illustrator Reese Finley. He's going to be in the studio chatting to us. What's he chatting to us about, Nat? His comic book that he's got <coughs> that I gave to you. What's it called? The High Priestess. Is that the new one? Yes. That's what? the one you should have read. I gave it to you a while ago. Was that called The High Priestess? I think so, if that's a new one. I thought it was called, well, oh, like, no, Blue Flame was Oh, The, the Blue Island. Flame. Sorry, The Blue Flame. The High Priestess is coming Who's out. funding for a new one called The High Priestess? Oh, How can I have read it? That's true. Well, you read The Blue Flame. Why don't you know what you read? And two other guests. Then at 5pm, Jamie Hensley from Union J is in the studio talking about his UK tour of Joseph and the Amazing Technical mm-hmm. Dreamcoat. <clears throat> then at 5.30, director Toby McDonald is in the studio to talk about his new film, Old Boys, which is out on the 22nd of this February. That's in four days' time that film's going to be coming out, which is um, a, a, a reimagining of Serrano de Bergerac. Yes, but in the UK. Good cast, actually. Very good cast. <clears throat> Ian Boltzmann. Not the most professional. Sorry, I didn't know the mics were on. Well, this is the issue, isn't it, when people are coming into the studio? Well... Yeah. Waiting till we go on air and then bring a cup of tea and you're having a chat with them. That's no, I didn't happens. have a chat. I was actually talking to myself. Well, we heard it on the. Okay. Came well, that's and clear, good. You heard my thoughts. So, uh, the art scene, it appears from today's guests, is very much thriving and all innov- yeah. innovative work. Different platforms. Yeah. Very well, Reese is creating new stuff, isn't he? Yeah, Reese is. Doing... Um, Joseph's still about, isn't he? How old's Joseph? Well, he's biblical, isn't no, he? No, how old is the musical Joseph? Oh, oh the okay. How old is it? Well, how I old remember... is that? Jason Donovan did it. Did you sing it at school? Any dream will do. Did you sing it at school? No. Did you not? I think most schools did sing it. Go to an art school. What? We didn't sing. Most schools sing it in assembly. No. There we go. You did make me a channel of your piece. Why do you, every time I say something, debate it? Every every single time. So you're telling me in the most assemblies in the country they sing Any Dream Will Do from Joseph. There was a show, I think two weeks ago, where I listened back to it and you debated something I said seven times in two hours. What did you say? Seven times you said, no, that's not true, that's not true. I'm going to say yes And every one of them was true. Okay. Everything I told you. I didn't personally sing Joseph, but I believe it's very common. Um, It's very popular in in primary schools specifically. What else? I don't know. What I'm saying is it's been around for donkey's years. Yeah, yeah. And what am I meant to say to Jamie about it? I'm sure Jamie's lovely, whoever Jamie is, from Jamie, Union J. Yeah, Jamie Hensley. What are Union J? Were they like um, a boy band? Yeah, uh, Yes, they were. 
from... With the girls in it? No. Uni and Jay, I think, were in the film Kick-Ass. They were. I googled that. They were had the song called Carry You. But I think they were two. in it as a... Um, oh. As a shit boy band. Not shit boy band, that's not fair. As a hackneyed boy band. Okay. That's how I think they were portrayed in that. Yeah. And I actually thought they were made up. I thought it was oh. a pretend thing for the movie. No, no, it's they're real. And they are a real boy band. They that's are. that's very big of them, isn't it? To play themselves in a less than flattering light. Yeah, but I give them kudos for that. Yeah, well done for that. Oh, and Jamie. Kudos there, Jamie. And now doing Joseph and the amazing technical dream coats. Yeah, which is good. Do you remember Philip Schofield did it? Jason Donovan did it. I know, I know it's been done to death. Yeah, I'm aware Not of that. Not to death. Well, you know, it has. The new generation. <laughs> has been in it? <laughs> I don't know, the current, of the current crop of people. Has it been rewritten? Uh, it's directed by Bill Ken, right? That's, That's good, isn't it? That's telling me nothing. It's telling me nothing. Well, no, I don't think so. Tim Rice has still done the lyrics, is not he? It's not that they've changed the lyrics. <laughs> they did. Well, Rocky Horror's still going. Yes. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be sneering about Rocky Horror. There might be a little bit. Okay. So I think that's probably outstayed its welcome. Oh. Unless you judge it up a bit, unless you actually change some of it. How would you judge it? They have done it. They have done Rocky Horror. The tour of Rocky Horror that's on at the moment isn't the original tour. So Richard O'Brien did rewrite it. Okay. Quite a lot nice. of it's rewritten. Well, I haven't spoke to Tim Rice, but maybe he wrote, rewrote some lyrics. <sighs> Can we get, do we have Tim Rice's I, number? I don't personally. Maybe Toby's got his number. He seems quite arty. Is he on Twitter? He I bet musical. Bill Kenwright is. I'll put money Bill Kenwright's on Bill Twitter. Kenwright. He's that Webber. sort. Webber's involved, isn't he? Do you think Webber's directly involved? Well, with music by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Okay, and Toby McDonald. So what do we know about Toby McDonald? He's the, the director. Director. And later on. Well... Oh I don't boys. know a great deal about him, but I do know the cast of the film. Um, Alex Lawther from It's the End of the Fucking World, which was a great show on Channel. Yeah. Did you see that? I He's never saw it, but I saw good. it. Steve Oran was in it, I believe, wasn't he? Oh, yes, he was, yes. Yeah, I know Steve. He, I like him. He's oh, brilliant. Yeah, no, Steve yeah, really He's really good. Joshua Maguire's in it from um, Love Sick, and actually a film I watched yesterday called The Happy Prince, directed <laughs> by Rupert Everett about Oscar Wilde. Okay, that's nice. He's in it. Yeah. The French actor that I can't say his name. Toby, can you speak just slightly higher when you're talking? Because the resonance of your deep voice is actually bleeding into the studio. What did he say? I don't, oh, look, there he is. Yeah, he hasn't got a deep voice, though. But Why is he putting it on? It's really resonating through. Oh. I don't know he's talking. I don't know them. That's true. No, I know that I can see he's talking, but I just didn't. Do you know what he said? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this is something I want to discuss last that's week. That's it. That's fine. I can't hear that. I can really do you know what this it. is? It's his radio voice, but I want to discuss it last week. Who, hey, Toby? Yeah. Why? He's been he's presented a radio show. We can we can discuss it this week. Well, it would be better if it was last week. Why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Toby, come in here. Yeah, he had his because well, he had his debut. Um, he had his debut on Saturday, two weeks presenting ago. presenting a show. Mm -hmm. Are you shitting me? On the BBC. Me? Oh, okay, not on this station. No, 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 not here. So you present you present a show on the BBC. <laughs> I did. That's correct. Hello. What did you? <laughs> what, did you what did you present? Um. Uh, BBC Music introducing on BBC Radio Silent. On BBC Silent. Radio Silent. Yeah, you'll have to. You'll have to. You're gonna have to do your idents far clearer than that. Yeah, I, know. Like <laughs> I don't even hear. Yeah, Sorry. Seven. Yeah. So it's my deep voice. Um, okay, go on. So what did you? How did this come about? Uh, well, I work on the show anyway, and uh, God, it's so arrogant already. <laughs> I know. Well, I work on it. Anyway. I actually invented that station. <laughs> uh, and yeah, my presenter is on. Was on holiday for a couple of weeks in Australia, and. Um, they no, did no one know? <laughs> no, no, they did know. Um, they so they planned to have you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, believe it or not, yeah. Really? Mm. So what did you have to do? 
I presented the show live on Saturday night for two weeks. Yeah, but that, uh, that doesn't now. tell anyone anything, does it? You tell us about the show. What so, did you have to do? Uh, so it's a new music show. So um, I get... just spoke to a homeless man down there, mm. and he said, what you up to? I'm going to do my radio show. And even he said, what's it about? He didn't go, <laughs> he just go, all right, accept that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, new music show. So we played... Uh, the best indie music from across Hampshire, Dorset, and the Isle of Wight. Oh, gosh, you've got a, a rich tapestry to, uh, to mine from there. Exactly. What, um, what's, uh, is, is that a place where the, this scene is thriving, or is it thriving UK-wide? Wide? Well, the BBC Music Introducing is a network across the UK, mm, mm, but, um, mm, just, mm. this show just specialising in uh, Hampshire, Dorset, and the Isle of Wight. Hampshire, Dorset, and the Isle of Wight. Oh, right, so you just play artists from Hampshire, Dorset, and the Isle of Wight. Yeah, just Hampshire, like Dorset, who, and who the Isle of Wight. What I like about this was, we'll get, we'll get to that, don't okay. mm, mm. What? I like about this is they've gone Hampshire Dorset and gone which, right, which way should we go inland or out <laughs> down, down. <laughs> yeah just down should yeah. we go further inland or should we just literally go across the sea well we, otherwise we'd be uh, stepping on the toes of BBC Music Institute in Berkshire oh you don't do that a lot of them really uh, a lot of them are uh, connected mafia <laughs> yeah. like mafia thing that's what yes. I heard I, oh. know, yes. I heard that in in, from that bloke in the public so you were fucking dog yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so uh, what's uh, is the indie scene thriving UK wide is it? Yeah. Or is it particularly rich? Um, it's particularly rich in... <laughs> in what was it? Hampshire? Hampshire, Dorset and the other one. Yeah, yeah, How many times do you say that during the show by chance? It's like, come just... It's a couple. Time, it's yeah. just like the default, isn't it? <laughs> are, you, are you instructed to say them in that order as well? It's just the nicest order, doesn't it? It doesn't work in... Dorset, Hampshire. Dorset, Hampshire, Hampshire works. works alphabetically. Isle of Wight, Hampshire, Hampshire, Dorset, Hampshire Dorset. and Dorset. Oh, that's, that was confusing, though, isn't it? What's confu- why well, maybe, it confusing? Maybe maybe goes north to south. Oh, maybe that's the right. reason. Okay. I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Sure, sure. Uh, what I'm asking you is, did the BBC people instruct you to say it in that order? Yes, I had a 40-minute yeah. slideshow presentation on um, how to get it right. Did you really? Yeah, no. Did you? No, we didn't. Well, no, that can happen. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I've got, when I do Red Dwarf, I've got to introduce them in a certain order. Yeah, no, I can. Yeah, imagine the but cast. And it's not. And it's not. A, it's to make them all the same. Is what yeah. it is. It's not to make. It's not to make anyone start billing. So everyone's the same. Mm. But you've been told to say Dorset, Hampshire, and the other way. Hampshire, Dorset. Hampshire, Dorset. And, Dorset. It I, I was actually bad. never told. Dorset, I was never told specifically to do it. What do you think would have happened if you'd gone in there and started giving it? Oh, uh, the best <laughs> of the Isle of Wight, Dorset, and Hampshire. What do you think would have happened? Do you think I think it would have been fine. I just don't think it rolls off the tongue as much. When are you doing it next? So I've done it for two weeks. Yeah, and that's that's it. Is for that now. the end? Is that the back. end? Yeah, yeah. Has just, there been any cover. rumblings about you taking over a show permanently? I don't think so. Really, I'd be very surprised. <laughs> um, did you not do it well? Well, I think I did the first week fine. Oh, and then got cocky, like Hank and Larry Sanders. Well, well, no, because I haven't actually done it yet. But yeah. by the time this goes out, I would have done two so weeks. We don't, we don't know. What oh, so he's not done it yet. Not, he's only done the I've first done show. Yeah, he's only done the first show. He's got the second one this week. Oh, don't worry about all that. Don't worry about playing the pretend thing. Let's do it in real life. So in real life, you have got one left. Yeah, in real life. Right. Okay, that's fine. Then we can still chat. You say this as if people are going to listen to this and say, "Oh, we must tune in for that," and then be gutted when they don't hear it. It'll be on iPlayer, won't it? BBC Sounds app. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. So it still exists. So I would like you in your second show, and I'm not going to give you things to do that are unreasonable. <laughs> I'd just like you to mix those names up a little bit, just yep. to try it, mm-hmm. and just to see if there are any repercussions. <laughs> what did they say to you about your first show? Uh, they haven't done it. It was on Saturday night, and it's Monday now. No one's... No, no one's said anything. No one said a word. <laughs> no. <Nothing>. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I could have dropped a massive C-bomb what? in, like, the second no, you'd minute. Know if, you'd done, they would, if you'd done a bad job, you would have known by now. Probably. That's how it works, really. They could be working out how to tell him. Oh, they. What, I've had that. Not back and on. also, as well, by the way, sometimes we'll only tell you right before you go on air, right after you've been on air. So they might be going, right, well, we've got no one for next week's one. Yeah. 
we'll just we'll, we'll tolerate him for one more week. But we we need to tell him straight after that. Mm. That's yeah, that's done. the normal. Yeah. Could they not find someone else if you were that bad in, in a week to not? Well, make I guess you theoretically, two? it's a week. What are they, what are they called again? Who? Solent. 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 Yeah, BBC Radio BBC Solent. Radio Solent. Mm. I could get in touch with them, couldn't I? Now? Radio I Solent. Yeah, you could say. I've, you know, I've interviewed a lot of... <laughs> I could get in touch and say, <laughs> I've heard that you're down a presenter. You, oh. that you've got like a, essentially an intern presenting a show. <laughs> Were you offering your services? <laughs> you could say, like, I've done this, I've spoke to this person. Do you get paid? Yeah. Dear, is it all right? Yeah. That's good amounts, but how, how uh, are you paying? Yeah, it's fine, yeah. Better than here? Oh, no, yeah, fine. What, the presenting? Yeah. I can say how much I get, can I? Well, it's up to you. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's. It might be a contractual thing. Where yeah, I, I, I would. I don't know about that. I don't want to say yes because it could be in the contract. I don't know. I'd be happy to. I haven't read it, but. I'd be, there you go. That's how you need to know. I would be happy to say how much. <laughs> I wouldn't be that giving much. It, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't. Yeah, that's what I mean. I wouldn't be giving it all like. Oh mm. no, it's uh, do it for the love of it. I would be happy to say how much it is. Mm. I sort of want to as well. <laughs> no, I don't mean now, but I mean but I, I have wanted to. Why? Previously on Twitter and that. Why? Which one people have been accused me of doing it for nothing. Oh, uh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Um, so do you think you get a similar rate? Is it like with BBC? I, I imagine there's a higher rate. I write it down for your token. I write Do you think you get the same as the regular presenter? I honestly presenter? don't know. We probably don't discuss I, that because no, most people don't discuss how much they get bit, paid. If you've got a bit of paper, I'll write it down. <laughs> you've got some paper there. Just write it down. Yeah, it's like it's embarrassing. It's loads. In it now, though. Embarrassing. Yeah. Embarrassing. I was embarrassed when I found out. I was like, you sure about that? Yeah, it's embarrassing. That many zeros. Do you want to? So, do you want to do this? Do you want to present? Uh, no, not particularly. No. Ooh, but I, I, I work. On, I work on the show um, and uh, as a producer, and they just needed someone to cover. Do you feature it's on only the us, show? us two. Yeah, occasionally. Yeah, sometimes. What do you okay. do when you feature? Uh, we have a nice chat. We do the gig news, nice. music news. What gig news was the last week? Do you remember? Uh, not off the top of my head. No. <laughs> do you remember anything about it at all? Uh, yeah, I thought my first link wasn't great, and then listening back, it actually wasn't too bad. What was wrong with it? Can you? Uh, I thought it just paused a little bit, and I got a little bit tongue-tied, but I don't think it was that bad. Did, did you get on the show? Tweets I don't get a chance stuff? to pause on the yeah, show. Yeah, we get tweets and stuff. Yeah, yeah. good Try. feedback. Yeah, yeah, good feedback on tweets. Nice. Yeah, couple nice. texts, all good. Sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> Is it on the iPlayer? Yeah. Can we rip some of it and put it on this show? Uh, well? Yeah, let's see if we can find some. We'll be allowed to. We'll be. Well, we allowed, we'll be in trouble with the BBC, though, won't we, for playing it without? I, I wouldn't know. Well, you right, gave us on, permission, though. On your next show, that's true. You did just say, "Yeah, be fine." Yeah. <laughs> um, could you do me a favour? Can you bring one of your links with you? Or if you've got my email or something, what, what, yeah. what other plan you have, and we'll just try and reproduce it on this show. Okay. I mean, okay? you could just do a link for us, do the recreate the whole show for us here. Well, I've got Alice Cooper, Dead okay. Babies playing now. That's good. <laughs> let's, see, let's, see, let's see how you would introduce this. I'll, let's start it again. Because you could do some of your links. Let's, let's pretend that okay. we're back Saturday night. So Alice Cooper's a new band from the Isle of Wight. From Hampshire Dills in the Isle of Wight. Yeah. No, just, just, just right, OK. Can't be from all of them. Fine. Well, Actually, no, probably can. Band members, yeah. Yeah. Probably can. Probably can. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> how long's the intro? Oh, it's already started, hasn't it? So. You can just skip it back. To, can I? Yeah. Oh, it's gone now. Oh. Bring, it, bring <laughs> it back. Right. There we go. What's the right. name of the song? All good. Dead it's called Dead Babies. Dead Babies. Alice Cooper. Doesn't tell me on how well on the intro is. Maybe he starts singing straight away, I don't know. It's not, it was pretty quick then. Yeah. It was pretty quick. I'll, I'll guess. It's it's call it, it doesn't matter if you... I don't mind you crashing the vocals. Okay. okay. <clears throat> You're listening to... What was it? <laughs> BBC Solent. BBC Solent, serving Hampshire, Dorset, and the Isle of Wight. Here's your presenter, Toe. What's that? I don't know his second name. Oh, f- Toby Maguire. No. Toby uh, Maguire. Maguire. Yeah, Toby Maguire. <laughs> 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 <laughs
You remember Toby him from Spider-Man? Toby Maguire. Oh, I've forgotten your surname. I mean, that's... This is it's bad good, that I did. That's Toby unforgivable Stevens. for you. Toby... Toby Levinson. 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 Sorry, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I don't know how to mind blank Fuck there. me, that Ooh, was really bumps. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Toby Levinson. There's no Ooh. reason I wouldn't know your surname. I've still got her saved as Nat Food Bar on my phone. <laughs> that is my surname. <laughs> and here, I'm doing the gig news. And about all the latest bands, it's Toby Levinson. Um, hang on. <laughs> oh, is that, is that, are you going to stop it? Oh, oh. Was that one of your patented pauses? <laughs> it's very well known in Hampshire, Berkshire. When I pointed at you. Yeah, I, was like, no, I thought you were going to fade it down a bit and not just It's Radio it. Silent, serving Hampshire, Dorset and mm. the Isle of Wight. And here's your presenter for today's gig news and new acts and bands and all that sort of thing. It's basically nighttime filler. It's Toby Leveson. Good evening, welcome back to the BBC. Uh, we've got some Alice Cooper coming up next. New band from Portsmouth, only 13. They are really good up and coming band. Got the guitars for Christmas, and here it is. This one is called Dead Babies. That was lovely. <laughs> that was good. I fucking loved that. Right, I wanted to come in and, and introduce every song that we put up. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm okay, right. And let me just today. Well, it's only on the show. This is the next. It's only on the show for a few more weeks. Get right. Go through the entire database. Yeah. Let me record. <laughs> well, don't worry. There's only half of there, so it will be quicker it's to get it oh, done. And it's me that's been picking <laughs> on them, is it? She got them from the shelf. Barry Gwilliam, Barry Gwilliam's birthday. I've said it, I've remembered it. I just remembered. Happy birthday. Barry Gwilliam's birthday today, 51, I think it is. We'll talk about it in a bit. Remind me when we come back. But I remembered, it's there, it's on the recording. Done it. Whew. Doing to the baby there? Probably killing it. It sounded imagine, a bit dead like... babies. Um, I don't know. Uh, I wasn't even listening to that song then. Um, no, we weren't. I like Alice Cooper. I know that Helm is like obsessed with Alice yes. Cooper, isn't he? He's he, a big he, fan of Alice every Cooper. Every single week on his show, he plays an Alice Cooper song. I've got quite a lot of Alice Cooper on vinyl, and I listen to it quite regularly. But mm. I wouldn't say I'm particularly informed about Alice Cooper. No, I know some of the songs. So it's weird because like I know Skills Out. Do you know that Schools one? Skills Out very, for it's, summer. It's, it's, it's a B side. It? And I know um, Poison. Yes, and I know uh, We're All Clones. Oh, I don't know that it's one. It's really good. I like that one. Okay. Um, and Any Women Bleed? Uh, yeah, I don't. It's not one of my favourites. Why not? It's a bit ballady, isn't it? <laughs> okay, it's not the content that's an issue. No. Also, I'm not really. I feel like it's only. Too slow for you, is it? It's also factually incorrect, isn't it? Because men bleed too. Does he yeah. mean from the. Who would have thought somebody would put metaphor into a song? What That's one of the things Alice Cooper did. He pioneered that, putting metaphor into song. I need to look at the lyrics, I think. What's he saying? Does he mean from the... He does it when he does it on stage. I don't know if he still does, but he used to. He used to do it with, uh, like, a, a a mannequin of a woman that he'd, like, sitting on his knee and stuff. Where's she and bleeding? And it was kind of gra- graphic. She wasn't bleeding, but it was kind of graphic, sort of. I'm sure he, like, would hit it and stuff. 
Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Christ. Okay, I don't think he yeah. does that anymore. No, he, he possibly does. It's pantomime. It's not real. Right, it's not yeah. like Punch and Judy. Punch and Judy's about wife beating. Well, I know, but they're not. that's not really allowed anymore, is it? According to who? It's been stopped a lot of places. They don't really have Punch and Judy anymore, do they? It's, it's been stopped, or people it's, have chosen well, to Well, people have it. chosen to... <laughs> yes, like, there's been a nationwide ban on <laughs> Punch, is it Punch and Judy. Um, it's probably changed in content, I would imagine, but that, that was the origin of it. Is, is Punch and Judy the one about sausages? Sausages do come into it, yeah. Sausages. Doesn't he beat up his wife because she doesn't cook him sausages? I think that's what it is. And he can't say sausages, he can only say squashages. Or one of the characters. Oh, okay. That's all I remember when I watched Punch and Judy. One of the characters says that. I can't say sausages, I can only say squashages. Oh, okay. Is it a dog? That's one of the jokes in it. Oh, okay. It's a policeman. Oh, policeman. I think Mr Punch, if memory serves, gets hung at the end of Punch and Judy. Good. I think. That's good. Are you... you, uh, I'm really into hanging. No, of course Would I'm not. Would you go no, for I'm capital not. punishment? I'm actually not into it. Are you not? What are your thoughts on it? I don't agree with it. And I've been watching... Under any circumstances? See, this is tricky, isn't it? Because I know that for some people that are just so wrong mm. um, that you could say to put them out of their misery. I don't know what I've... I've what you're I, I, I would blanket not approve of capital punishment, no, I mean, personally. But wouldn't it be worse? But I think part of that is is keys into my consideration of revenge and I think that there is no revenge in like you said putting someone out of their misery mm. and yes. it's, it's still a horrific death by the way capital punishment there's no you, do, there's actually no humane way of doing it even though they go oh lethal injection it's still very painful and yeah. it's, a very, it's just that your body's completely numb and you can't show the pain because you're yeah. paralysed right? so yeah. I guess there will be a torturous aspect to that which might mm. sate some people's bloodlust but I also think that it's uh I think putting somebody away for a long period of time is a worse punishment yeah. than hanging yeah. them. Because I saw, um, I don't know what's wrong with me recently. I've literally been watching every documentary about capital punishment, every everything one about of you. serial killers. <laughs> I've seen everyone. I'm obsessed with watching them, and I started to be worried about why. Do you know what? I watched one last night about. Uh, I didn't probably watch it. it. Was I wasn't engaged with it, but it was on TV about um, a guy who killed uh, his uh, partner's granddaughter. Very famous one. He had a little goatee beard. He was a really odd-looking guy, and he did lots of press. He did like TV interviews and stuff. Right. Taya, Taya, I want to say her name was the girl. Oh, I do know. Wasn't who that you long mean. ago? I do know who you mean. T- I can't remember her surname, but yeah, I know okay. Who you mean, so, yeah. so that Taya Sharp. So Sharp or Sharp? Sharp. Taya Sharp. So the dude that um, killed her and then put her in the loft or something. That's where she was found. Mm. Um, yeah, it was about that case, and it showed all his interviews and stuff from when he was filmed. On TV. on TV, it's yeah. not that uncommon. There have been several cases Hugely, where people have gone yeah. on TV to to cry. Well, it's or, a tactic. Yeah, it's an actual. They, they do that. They do that to expose them, and so they know they can watch them and go right. They give themselves away. Yeah, but in um, I wrote a story about it once. By did the way. you about yeah. capital punishment? One of my four thousand word stories that I did on that that series was about not about capital punishment. Was about somebody. It's a spoiler this because you don't find this out to the very end of the story. But it was somebody prepping themselves to do one of those interviews. Oh. He, and he he had committed whatever the crime was. He doesn't actually say what the crime is, but it's something to do with his son. Yeah. So he, he has done it, or that's certainly inferred within the story. Mm-hmm. And it's how he preps himself to go in front of the cameras. You'd need to. I think you'd be in front of a mirror for a while, right? He was going in a toilet. Through... He was in a, a, a toilet cubicle. That's the whole story. He's in the toilet cubicle. That's, that's interesting. Mm. Ideally, 
what I think you'd have is, I mean, it's tricky because you can't really confide in someone, but you'd need a role play with someone. So say I'd come to you if I was going to do it and go, throw some questions at me, be like John Humphreys or something. Right. And then, so I'd be ready for you all... You would come to me? I might do if, if I was... If you ever come to me and say, I've got to do a police interview, can we do a role play? I'll be like, well, no, I'm grassing you up. What have you done? <laughs> oh, well, I thought I could trust you. Okay, you're the wrong person. It's not but... trust. You can't put that on someone. I fucking hate people that make people lie for them. It does my nut. What, um... No, I mean, I'm not going to do it. I, I honestly would have sworn at that point if you'd have if we were listening to this show now, and I had no knowledge of it, and they went pause. What do you think Nat's gonna, what do you think Nat's going to say next? I would have said she's going to say you need to take in onions <laughs> to make you cry. Oh yeah, I would have sworn that was true. Um, no, I don't think onions. I think what I was thinking is a good trick is something that you can stab yourself in, in the pocket, like a compass or something. To stab yourself. Just if you're, a, if you're a suspect in a murder case, I think the last thing they're going to let you do is take a knife in. No, not a knife, a compass, just so you can jab oh, yeah. yourself oh, a little no, bit compass to is provoke fine, some tears. Yes, no, a compass would be absolutely fine because yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, you, might, you might just need to draw some circles. <laughs> it wouldn't be on show. It'd be in your pocket. <laughs> in your pocket. From the police everywhere, mate. You probably would have been security check before you went in. Well, I'm going on TV. I would have thought so. But you're grieving or whatever, so they're not going to pat you down, are they? I think they possibly would, oh, because okay. there would be situations where people would assume that that person's committed the crime, so there could be... I would imagine everybody would be security chats going into those things. Well, maybe not, but I would assume they would. I mean, how do they get nail files and cakes? In prisons How? How yeah. do they... They sneak uh, well, them well, what, all the time. Well, what happens is, first of all, um, there's a, what you call a cartoonist who is uh, who thinks of the story mm-hmm. and thinks, right, what are we going to put in our cartoon... Yeah, and then what they'll do is they will draw the nail file into the cartoon cake. No, no, no. If you're asking me, how in real life mm-hmm. do they put nail files into cakes yeah. for prisons? Um, they don't. You can't. You wouldn't be able really? to. Really? Yeah, no. They'd it's spot, the old school. Spot that mile off, mate. Oh. <laughs> but they do manage to get things in. Oh, I think it's from the <clears throat> up the up the what vagina. The vagina. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Well, or the bo- or the bottom. Bottom. Yeah. You can put things. What in other there. orifices are there in a the body? I mean, ears, but you're not going to... Ears? Gonna you could put it in your ear. You're going to put something in there, you? you? could put a bomb in your ear, couldn't you? Imagine that. Risky. It's only a matter of time, though, isn't it? Will well, these terrorists work out a way to put a bomb in an ear? Just make it into an earring. There we go. There you go. No need to thank us, terrorists. Nat just came up with a brilliant idea for you there. No, but don't do it. Make an earring bomb. Oh, God. No problems at all. Um, <laughs> would you? So would you say you're blanket against capital punishment? Yes, I think I am. Yeah, yeah. No, I am. I am. I am. Now, do you think that would change if you were heaven forbid but and hopefully that would never happen but if you were the victim of a crime yourself or somebody close to you something horrific happened to them do you think you would alter your perception on that do you think if whoever if you had a boyfriend and they were killed by someone murdered by someone that person was caught you were deeply in love you were going to get married and all the rest of it Mm -hmm. just try and suspend your disbelief right if that happened yes what and and, would, would you think you could then alter your perception would you think no i want them fucking dead i want them hung I think that I would like to see them in a very high security prison until they die, and yeah. every day for twenty-three hours a day locked up with no sunlight. Is what I think. That's right. Like. So you've got very, you've actually got quite specific things yeah, you I, want. These are my, these are my things. These and every day at three o'clock, somebody comes and puts pins in their toes, between their toes. I go, I come in and jab them with a compass. You do it. I think I can make time. We've established you won't get a compass past oh, security. Oh yeah, true. Um, uh, well, so there's an element of revenge, though, isn't there? I think that would be the natural reaction if someone is 
is hurt that you know or, or killed or anything like that, then you'd obviously want that person to suffer. That would be a natural reaction. And then, what, So how far would you take that through to... So if someone was jailed for life, mm-hmm. which would almost certainly happen, they'd be jailed for life. Life meaning life, not 25. Well, it rarely happens that, yeah, that it's actually a full lifetime. But yeah. sometimes they're a full lifetime. So let's say this has had a lot of media attention in this case of your boyfriend, mainly because people were shocked in the first instance that you even had a boyfriend. And it's like, God, and then he was killed. Yeah. So there's a big media ferrari about it. It's on yeah. BBC London and stuff, right? Okay. Toby, it's on Solent, I hor- think. Horribly, Toby has to do links about it. And he's oh, like, I know God. this, I know this woman. Yeah. Um, so this is, there's been a big media ferrari, which normally is when you get full life terms, is mm-hmm. when there's been a, an impact on the nation, is, is normally when it happens, for whatever reason, good or bad. So he's got a full life term, this person. Mm-hmm. Now, full life term would generally mean they're living what people would say a cushy life. It's not cushy at all. If you've ever been in a prison, it's not. No. But uh, they would be like, oh, they've got a telly, or they've got, you know, they can come and go as they please. They can't. They can't. They, I mean, they can def- walk about the prison in, yeah, right. at certain hours. But um, how would you feel about that? Would you want them, like, chained to a wall, like, old-fashioned? No, 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 no. <laughs> Not like they're in a, what do you With call their it? Legs down. One of them prisons that did the dirty like protest. I don't, I don't want know. that. Bobby Sands, was it? I don't know. I saw that film. Okay. Um, so, no, I wouldn't. I mean, being locked up in prison for the rest of your life, knowing yeah. that you'll never be able to pop down to WH Smith or, <laughs> you know, get on the bus. You are or... taking people's WH Smith rights away. Right, or just yeah, shopping. Yeah. I don't know why I picked that shop. You can't go to WH Smith. could have been another <laughs> no shop. No matter what you do. And hopefully that will still be around. But uh, but they can't just pop to the shop. They can't just order would an you, Amazon. Would you build a WH Smith's outside the prison so they had to look at it just to torture them <laughs> look, more look you can't come in here look yeah right then maybe I would okay. no um, I, you know obviously it's not going to be fun you know that you're going to die in that prison mm. and as much as you like it's a cushy life well it's not is it because you get told what time to eat it's not but there are people who live in what existence I'm not I'm not tripping you up here so I'm asking you generally yeah. so what um, there are people who live in existence where they don't leave the house there are people who essentially yeah. live in existence that is prison essentially well, but by choice well agrophobes certainly do that's not necessarily by choice, but mm. people do live like that, a hermit lifestyle. I live a hermit lifestyle, but, you know, I can leave the house. Exactly. I, can, I can go to Rich Smith's me Exactly, any time you want. Yeah, yeah. Well, when they're open, obviously. I right, can't. They don't, I'm not at a level yet where they'll open a WHS. Well, they haven't got a local one either, really, have you? Not really. Oh, it's a problem then, isn't I've it? I've got a local anything. Oh, yeah, true, true. Um, yeah, so I wonder what you thought about that. Uh, I just feel like it would be punishment for me personally and I know people disagree but for knowing that they will never be out walking on the streets they will never buy a Galaxy in WH Smith for me but again we're getting very specific aren't we here so this is that's a, what they always sell at the tills isn't it are these the Galaxy. things that you feel you, you couldn't live without no I don't even know if I like it every time I pop in there for some super glue they yeah. always try and sell me super, a big Galaxy you, so if you need a super glue you you pop to WH Smith yeah they do the best one what, which is that it's got a brush on it you can brush it <laughs> Rather than the one that gets all over your hands. They do really good super glue. Specifically WH Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've never found it. Have you done a deal with WH Smith? (laughs) Just to make sure. No, no, no. That's happened on the station before, back in the olden days, where people were talking about companies and then it transpired they had sponsorship deals with them, didn't they? I definitely would have said, like, what's a a big company? What's a big company? Yeah, like one that's going to cash... No, I don't even like cashmere. I don't know. I'm trying to say I'm struggling to think of what I would say if I was doing a deal with somebody. It wouldn't be super glue at WH Smith. Oh, right, I see, I see, I see. Well, that might be the only deal you could get. Like, that person who was who was doing it, the only deal they could get was whatever shit company that was. Right. However said that, if I was to get super glue, I'd be very happy with that, because it's really good. So you would... I mean, this conversation's taken a hell of a turn, hasn't it? So you <laughs> would do a sponsorship deal... If you and all you would want for it is free super glue. If it's the specific one that's in the thing with the brush on it, because that is marvellous. I have that in my bag all the time. I always have super glue on me. 
This is the sort of thing that somebody down the park would say, who was like a sniffer or something. He'd no, be like, I, I, w- I would do it just for just for the glue. It's handy. Not because it's got a brush on it. Because it doesn't get on your hand. You know the other super glue, when it goes on your hands, it gets stuck, it's awful. This one, when I need to glue back a shoe or a bag or something, or some glasses. Now I feel terrible about how much money I make at this station, because now it seems like... I feel now like you're not. Like if, <laughs> no. If super, if you're getting to a point where you would do a sponsorship deal to get your super glue, I think I need to aim a bit higher. But you know, I what baking soda? What what would you want? Oh, what's that for? Have a guess. There's a clue in the title. Baking, but um, I don't bake. Barry Gwilliam. Oh yeah, yeah. His birthday is today. Not happy, today when we're talking. Happy birthday. It's his birthday in the future. But on the 18th. Yeah, we remember, don't we? Yeah. 51, and he uh, messaged me. I know now, Barry Gwilliam has a tattoo of me on his leg. Oh, that's of nice. My face. Is that the recent one that he got done? Yeah. That's nice. He has a, a big fuck off tattoo of my face on his leg. Happy, <laughs> right? Well done, Barry. <laughs> well, happy birthday. Well done. Well done. Happy well done. birthday. Happy birthday. Well done. Um, so I've got to know him a little bit because you have to, don't you? What I mean, What yeah. could I do? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> could ignore him, could I? Yeah. Gosh. Um, so, uh, so I know Barry and he's a lovely, lovely chap, Barry, and his Mrs. Nicky. And I thought they were married already, but apparently not. Apparently, mm. he recently proposed to her. Oh, cute. Um, cu- yeah, cu- it's cute, that, Barry. <laughs> what, what a cute thing to do. It's nice. Yeah, that's nice, if that's what they wish to do. Um, sure. So, both delightful people, both very happy with each other, as yeah. far as I can tell. But you can, can you ever truly know? Not really, not until you end up on TV you can, you and You can never truly know, can you? Behind, well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that wasn't really the birthday wish I was planning. Oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> I was planning. Sorry. Happy birthday, Barry. Yeah, happy birthday, Barry. But we, we uh, reserve the right to change this if you ever kill your <laughs> wife. So. No, don't. Don't kill Nicky. Um, uh, Darling Nicky was the song he asked for. That's nice. I looked by on the by system. Prince. Yeah, I couldn't find the Prince version on the system. Oh, well, you don't not mad into Prince anyway, are you? Not particularly, so yeah. I thought I'd just sing it myself. Okay. I'm not going to. Do you want Toby to introduce I've you singing got, it? I've uh, got Food Fighters. Uh, Toby, can, can you back Anna it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He looked, he it's a radio at me, term. Yeah. He knows what he, that means. No, now. he didn't. He looked oh, at me oh, at oh, first, okay. and then I saw his like, the clogs. Oh, I think he said yes without yeah, yeah, knowing. Yeah. Well, if he's going to Google it now. So. Uh, so this is for Barry William, whose birthday is today, and by extension for Nikki as well. Um, I mean, it's, I don't know what he's trying to tell me about his fiance here. <laughs> Foo Fighters with Darling Nikki on Ian, Bulber- Ian Bolsworth on Fubar Radio. That goes out for Barry and Nikki, the filthy minx. <laughs> Ian? That's nice, that's nice. That is literally what you requested. Thank, Thank you, Toby. Thank you, Toby. Ian Bolsworth. Ian Bolsworth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, because he might have an like, oh, yeah, impediment. We don't oh, know. I've never really heard him speak oh. very much. Well, my, what was that? One. That was one, yeah. That can go out now. Uh, we're joined now. Uh, that's for Barry and Nikki, by the way. But yeah, that does say the, the in- intimation there is that bit of a girl, isn't it? Oh, is that, okay. If he says on, that's Nikki. for his missus and she's called Nikki, and then right. it's all like, oh, she's having a wank in an hotel lobby. Well, it's, that's why they're getting married, having a lovely time. There's no need for them hotel lobbies. Uh, we're joined now by Reese Finley. Hello, Reese. Hello. How Thank are you? you for having me. I'm brilliant. It's a It's a bit fan service heavy, this show today. Yeah, this is definitely me fulfilling some sort of fanboy yeah, quest. Yeah, yeah. And, and Barry yeah. Gwilliam as well. So he's, he's like, oh, he's happy birthday to me and all that. It's like, I do feel like I've become a bit of a well, request show. Well, you said fanboy quest. Did you write... Whose phone? Did you write... Is that my phone? No, it's not my phone. It's not my phone either. Is it your phone, Reese? I'm strictly turned off. Whose no. phone? It's not my... F- my phone's not... Did you hear it, though? No, I didn't, no. I, 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 there's Did some sort of vibration going on. Do you say it was a fanboy quest, um, Reese? Are you saying that you wrote the comic to, for Ian's? 
<laughs> yeah, my whole career share. over the last five years has been well, less and less. Less. What I don't want to do is I don't want to give off the feeling that, that Reese isn't kosher. No, you are kosher. I looked like, at he, it. He is an actual artist you, and illustrator are, yeah. and stuff. So You're it's good. Not like, Very good, Reese. But it's a front. You know, some Chinese restaurants are quite nice. Right. But they're oh, also yeah, ran yeah. by mobsters. What I'll say for oh. definitely, that's definitely not how to sell your wares. As a front. <laughs> yeah, no, don't, don't go, oh, no, it's, it's all just a front. I'm rubbish at it. I said I'm rubbish at it. I'm just saying it's a bit. Well, you're excellent at it because I read your. What was that book called? The Blue Flame. The Blue Flame. Because I did a other podcast the other night where I was trying to remember what it was called, and I think I got it down to Blue Flame or Blue Angel. Blue Angel. Close. Did you hear it? Yeah, you described it as harrowing but brilliant, which was. It was. We have that quote if you want. You might have to explain who I am. Um, (laughs) I did find it harrowing. Like I genuinely did find it harrowing, and it was uh, because you sent that through to the station, but Mm -hmm. I'd met you already at a gig. In the loosest sense of the word, <laughs> and um, you'd give me some cards. So you do, you do trading cards and stuff. No, you, you hadn't given me cards. You'd give me some stickers that you did. Yes, at the Muppets yeah, gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a Frank Sidebottom sticker and a Rick Mail sticker and stuff. And then I got your trading cards because you worked for Tops on the Star Wars line. Yes, which uh, is other lines as well, or just Star Wars. Star Wars, Walking Dead, Stranger okay. Things, Mystery Science Theater, The X Files. Probably a load more I can't talk about right now. Why? But watch this. Watch this. Just, Why? Why? What just, are they? <laughs> I just can't say until they're out. Okay. Would I like them? Yes, I, f- I posted one on Twitter and I had to delete it and you liked it, so... Ooh. Did you really? Did mm. you get in trouble? Oh, let's get in trouble again. It's <laughs> <laughs> not that you're sort of big trouble. Well, how does that come about? How would you get... Because to me, Tops seems like... Because um, Tops do the trading cards, so... Top Trumps. If you like. That's Tops. Not, no, no, <laughs> no, they do... They've, they've always done trading cards, so the when you would... Like, when Superman the movie came out, or, uh, did Tops do that? I think Tops probably did do yeah, that. The and the original Star Wars films and stuff. Mm. So they would do... When you'd buy a pack of trading cards and you'd open them and kids would collect them. Mm. And that just grew mm. into a huge collectible community. Yeah. And, so yeah. Tops oh. have always had the Star Wars licence, but in recent years, it's kind of become a very more premium product for the high-end yeah. buyers, which I guess is what... They're posher now. Is it all Trading sci-fi? Cards are posh now. No, oh. not exclusively. You got a dirty dancing, dirty dancing range, <laughs> like a rock sort of stuff. Yeah. Send them a line. Okay. See if a demand's there. I'm going <laughs> to find them. You know, like Richard Curtisy one. They're popular. <laughs> like a love actually. <laughs> <laughs> In tra- trading cards. Yeah. What I tra- Dirty sorry. dancing what tra- trading okay, cards I- and love just actually. On what cards, trading really? cards? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I know what they are. Well, then artists oh, give their yeah. interpretations of things, which, which Reese has done. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, I specifically do the sketch cards, which is it the- shouldn't be up to the guests to get us back on track. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, sorry, Reese. Quite yeah. Continue, Reese. So yeah, the sketch cards are they're one-off pieces of merchandise, but they're official pieces of licensed merchandise, yeah. which I think is a really cool, thing, especially in Star Wars, when yeah, yeah, yeah. the merchandise is so oversaturated, and yeah, you know, I could go to the shop next door and find. A piece of Star Wars merch. Well, trading cards continue to exist even through the dearth of Star Wars. So Star Wars, I would say, in the late 80s, probably mid-80s to early 90s, there was you couldn't get anything Star Wars, really. There was nothing knocking about at all. Um, there really wasn't. There wasn't. Someone like someone this the other day. Um, that I, but trading cards continued. So there were always tops trading cards, and they were always, again, high-end. They were more expensive. They felt more expensive back then, actually. I think they were like three quid a pack at that point. Oh, okay. And you'd expect trading cards to be 50p a pack. As a kid, you would think tops, that would be it. How many's in a pack? Varies now. Um, so, oh. But you'd often get a foil one or something like that. Right. You'd be yeah, so, so back in the day, you'd get your foil one, yeah. or your, your sticker, or your shiny. Oh, I like this. Swapping the playground. But na- nowadays, it's sketch cards, one-of-a-kind pieces of art, or autographs Which from are, the stars. Yeah, and they're the original art as well that you would get. Yes, yeah, one-of-a-kind, yeah. one-off. Yeah. So the one I sent you, there's nothing else like that. 
Thank God for that. Um, <laughs> no, it was Ace though. It was really, really lovely. Yeah. So how did that come about? How do you get involved um, in that? So it's on the back of a blue flame. I think that gave was me it, the, yeah. the little ego boost that I needed to start sending my stuff off to companies. Okay, okay. And I kind of learned on the fly how to do it and how to get good. How are you talking about blue flame? Because I think that it's its existence is its explanation is what that's how I would feel. Very about much it. so. So I feel. Um, not knowing you particularly well, I would be reticent to talk to you about it, even though I want to, because I feel like you've explained yourself within the work. Does that make sense? Very much so. I think that's obviously the intention yeah. of doing something autobiographical. But you can see where that leaves us in limbo here, when I want to talk to you about it. It is in limbo, a bit like the Parapod movie. Yeah, apparently that's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Dodd said it was in limbo. Why did he say that? It's been made. It's not in limbo. It's not. It? It's not. It's not finished. It's not finished yet. being edited. I mean, he filmed it. But he editing... went on someone's podcast and said, "Oh, oh, I don't know. It's in, it seems to be in limbo at the moment." I mean, he does know. Working that... fucking twelve hours a day on it. But does he know that films from being filmed can take a year and a half to be edited and made and released? I don't think he does. No, no. Does it seem <laughs> I don't like think he does. does. They don't just make a film and then pop it out a month later. And he keeps telling me to to stop oh, no. saying that he said it was in limbo, and I'm like, but I've got to counter what you've said oh. on something else. So what's this? I thought you just pressed like record on the camera and you've yeah, made a film. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. how it no, used to be. Like with yeah. digital art, you press the art button and it's done. Yeah, not anymore. Just pop not it in anymore. an Odeon. It's not like that. It's not like that anymore. <laughs> um, so yeah, so no, but I would like to talk to you about that because I felt um, I did find it harrowing, and it wasn't my life story, and it wasn't my. There were things in there I could relate to, of course, but I I did find it. There were moments where I was concerned for you in your creation of it, which I've had about projects that I've done where people have been concerned about me and from my creation of those things. Absolutely. So what way would you say you were concerned? It felt like, when I read it, that I wasn't comfortable or um, confident that that chapter of your life had closed yet. Spot on. I think that was... That felt like the intention of the book. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. It was a nice yeah. opportunity to put closure on all these yeah. aspects of my life, as well as serving as... When you look at it on the whole, the way the plot progresses and the beginning, the middle, and the end, it feels like a good yeah. plot structure, yeah. which is odd for someone's life to form like that. Yeah, well, I presume there's bits you left out. Oh, yeah, some bits that, boring. That, that, would, that would have knackered the plot. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, no, it's... Um, that. Yeah, that was my feeling. My feeling was uh, I wasn't sure if you were well. I wasn't sure if you were... Um, I don't mean that in an insult to me. Oh, no, 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 no. A no, very, no. very human response to it. Is uh, I, and not if I hadn't known you at all, I would have felt the same thing about whoever created that book, knowing it was autobiographical and knowing that the, the lead character in that graphic novel was had your name. And do you feel that's from your knowledge and experience with potentially men, quote unquote mental health? Yeah, I wouldn't say I mention it directly in the book. No, you, no, you actually don't. And I think I said on that podcast the other day that it was about mental yeah. health, and then I, I felt oh no, it kind of wasn't, but it was. I think we touched on this last time we spoke about approaches to mental health and mm. the hashtag end the stigma and all that sort of yeah, attitudes yeah, yeah. around it and I completely agree with you and what, what was said on my last mental podcast as well it's I don't like the preachy element of things yeah. I don't like the inspirational memes I don't like mental health being a product I don't like I don't know when they have a day for something oh yeah that was one of those weren't there something recently? day they, they do have a don't mental like health that. awareness day something don't like that, like that. pancake day is good yeah pancake, pancake day is right, Christmas day is nice Christmas, Christmas day, yeah yeah, maybe stick to them things. <laughs> Good Friday, I'm a fan of that. Mm, no, it's nice. It's a rugby day for me, Good Friday. Oh, well, it's nice to have a Friday But off. anyway, what's happened there is we've got... We've <laughs> <laughs> slightly gone off topic there. Uh, a lovely diversion from talking about mental health. <laughs> no, no, but... But, but yeah, so how, what, what are your feelings? How old is it, that book? 
two years now. Okay. Um, and it's kind of had a bit of a resurgence lately with me coming back into comics. Mm. And my mental health declined a lot more mm. after that book. Mm. So kind of, I look back at that book and that's, that's all right. <laughs> I'd kind of rather be in that Do position. Do you think that book was detrimental to you? The creation of that book? I think it was both detrimental and super okay. advantageous. Okay. It's, it kind of splits off into two paths of the success that followed from it and then the fallout of it. Yeah. And some people can misinterpret it. I think some people, usually who haven't read it, see it as me settling scores or... I didn't feel that. Yeah, I, I, it was never the intention. And it, who would they accuse you? Like, there's a, you know, an ex of yours in there, wasn't there? Yeah, but the name, the the name, the personality, the visuals, also, everything has changed. It's but, very but much. Also, she's not given a hard time in that book, as I recall. No, absolutely not. I think this a lot of that comes from people who haven't read it. And I say, yeah, okay. just jump to the assumption that I'm gonna yeah do that because I guess that's human nature. But someone might want to try and clear their name or justify. Should we do a potted history of it? Should we just say what generally what it's about? Yes, please. Yeah, I mean, there is actually a better way of finding out. Well, you have it, don't you? You were sent it here, and I gave it to you. Oh, sorry, I've got the only copy, haven't I? <laughs> you can read it online for free. I've got. No, it. You, no you can't. Apparently, you can't. No, apparently, I've got the only copy. Apparently, I like a hard copy. <laughs> something. That's a hard copy. Um, yeah, let's do, let's do a, a a brief description of what it is. Yeah, so. I guess we should start with how I started in comics, which mm -hmm. was in 2015. I used to work for a loan company, going mm -hmm. door to door, collecting loan repayments. and That's where you've met him. Yeah, I yeah. thought I recognised you. <laughs> Didn't give it to you, did I? Oh, <laughs> That's the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No. <laughs> no, Thanks for coming in, Reese. But yeah, so it was that career path that was kind of, it sucked for life out. I mean, that was my first experience with mental health. It was yeah. very situational. Yeah. And eventually two years of that a lot of things happened during that time I was just like I'm done I'm out and on New Year's Day I made a New Year's resolution I'm going to pack it in and do something that I want to do with my life and I was reading a lot of comics at the time so I was like I'll do a comic mm. couldn't draw probably couldn't write mm. <laughs> but I set out that I did it it got printed and sold out in a few weeks it was I kind of went into the comics industry community in the deep end and 2015 was a really intense year. I was putting out so many comics and very bittersweet. You know, Alan Moore managed to get hold of my stuff and complimented it, which yeah. is, you know, in the comics world, he's... In any world. In any world, yeah. yeah. You know, some of the biggest titles have come from him and he was, you know, on the mountain... Not the mountain, what's that mountain with all the faces? Oh, uh, he's on that. Yeah, yeah, I hear you say, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, that was really... Overwhelmed them. Was What's it called? Were there other presidents' faces around? Rushmore. Rushmore, innit? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. So there's so many incredible things that I probably didn't deserve that early on in my career. And okay. But if he's recognised that in you, though, then that's that's a valid compliment, isn't it? He doesn't strike me as the sort of person that would just. Um, no, not Say it for no reason. <laughs> nah, I think. Yeah, it was, it's, it, that was overwhelming for me, and I, I suffer major with imposter syndrome. Okay. And. So it's, it's nice to receive it, then at the same time, it's, it's overwhelming, do I deserve it? Yeah. So it was this bizarre, intense year of so many mixed feelings, and mm. I, was just, I don't think I was over whatever mental damage I had from my own company, so that was yeah. always brewing under the surface. Well, it explores in the book, the, the, there are certain things that, uh, which will lead up, for certainly for spoilers and also to not get into it, is um, it, it says in the book the things that you experienced when you were uh, loan collecting. And there's some pretty horrific sort of experiences there. Oh, yeah, I, was, I, I presume it's all the truth. I, so you get split into <laughs> areas, and I was dealt one of the roughest 
yeah. impoverished and struggling areas of Coventry. Yeah. Which is probably all of it. But. <laughs> do you mean Coventry? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. I was in Coventry. <laughs> uh, no, but do you think there's an element of that? Um, I... Uh, the thing I I struggle to tally with is I'd met you at that point when I read it and I struggle to tally I would I think previously have gone I've no sympathy for the cunt like like quite genuinely quite quite genuinely that's kind Um, of the point of the story it's not meant to be a redemption arc or anything it's it just well, lays out there I, and leaves I, it. I, but I do think there is something slightly redemptive about it because I think I think that within the story you ex, you don't make excuses for yourself. It's still a job and it's a real job, even though you, we can argue the ethics and morals of it all day long. And I'm sure we'd actually probably agree on what the ethics and morals are of it, yeah. despite <laughs> the fact that you once were one. But oh no, I'm, I'm under no yeah, disillusions. What's, of what what, I was what, what, what the, I did. The, the, the by design, it was it was putting people into debt by design. It wasn't yeah. just going collecting debts. It wasn't like well, they signed up. It was like also tricking. Yeah, people. and I could easily write a book saying, oh, it's their fault. They, exactly. they had it come yeah, in, yeah, or yeah. the people above me were responsible. But no, it's, I did it. I knew what I was doing, and I'm not proud of it. So. But it doesn't come across that you're proud of it. And what what I found very powerful within the book is the fact that it's sort of like one of them where you, you know you'll you'll watch a movie or whatever, or read a comic book or any book, and and you sort of find yourself suddenly having an empath an empath an empathy with someone who's undesirable. And I don't think I think you fall short of being undesirable because I don't think you ever are portrayed within that book as being a nasty piece of work. I think there's always a degree of conflict and confusion. Yeah, but I'm not painting myself as the golden boy and no. I don't want to imagine how pompous and full of myself that would seem if I put a book saying I am so great everyone else is wrong oh, you should, honestly I do loads of stuff like that you should do it's brilliant <laughs> it's, it makes you feel like really good I, I know you're I'm, joking I'm, there I'm though, kind of humble aren't I? <laughs> yeah, I think you're one of the most humble people I've ever met you definitely yeah. don't like to pick yourself yeah. up too much do you often I can't because um, the windows um, the black tap windows in my gold car <laughs> your chauffeur Divin <laughs> yeah I can't remember, gold yeah. car yeah. I, I have a chauffeur Divin Divin, um, gold, yeah. gold basically car. what it is it's a car right? <laughs> made of gold but, it, but it's a, it's a chauffeur Divin which means the chauffeur lives in a like, like in a cupboard <laughs> underneath the car it was just you know I've one of them yet Reese. Nat said Divin I'm sorry I've lost you Nat said Divin instead of Driven so I then took that and but ran you with see, it because Reese is nice he doesn't pick up on every single point that said slightly incorrectly It'll thank you there. Reese. continue you're welcome Nat yeah <laughs> well, you two fell in love I'm. I'm just sorry. My eyes are being drawn. Oh, I've got, I bought gifts. Should we do what, gifts? What is it? I thought Pop it would up. be. Right. So you say gifts. Like we have. Got so that's on your finger. Yeah, that's true. What is it? And one of the comics from the olden days. We won't talk about that. Why? Let's talk about no, it. No, we definitely won't talk about it. Oh, now we're not desperately want to talk about it. Let's talk about the Star Wars one. I first got my first no, Star Wars gig. There's traitor. There's traitor on it. Yeah. Yeah. Tattoo on your arm. Star Wars. Nice. Yeah. Good, it? <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. So I've done some little sketch cards for everyone, so I've done a sort of one of Ian. Looks gorgeous. Um, that's how nice. How beautiful am I there? That is very beautiful. But obviously... Is that, that picture, do you think that's that publicity picture that I hate? Probably. It's the one from Google Images. Uh, You're quite hard to find on Google. There's one... There's a, what, I think it is. That, <laughs> that sounded creepy. Whoa, okay. <laughs> You've actually made it look far better. <laughs> She's not even know where to look. I'm on the dark web. I'm on the dark web. Oh, God. What with the... Hold porn and rocket launches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what somewhere Nat. Between, yeah. <laughs> yeah, somewhere between that. Yeah, that's Nat, yeah. <laughs> See, obviously, being a fan of this show, there was this rumour that man. you were a giant. Yeah, she's huge. Yeah, so it's, it's a rumour, you're right, exactly. That's the thing I, Watch how big she is, she's huge. I'm not fit, I'm quite... Well, you're sitting down. Mind your head, mind your head, mind your head. I have heels on today as well, but it's a normal height. But now I've met you and you're lovely and I feel terrible that I've dropped... I've drawn it in proportion. Give it to me, Reese. So yours is a little bit bigger. That's oh, no, she quite hot. nice. That's actually really nice, Reese. Thank you very much. Let me see. Talk it, please. 
don't why don't we swap? Why don't we no, have I each other's ones? Why? Why would we do that? We don't have to. Yours is a two-parter. Oh, is it? Let's have a yeah, look. yours go to get the go together. That's what. So I can make that's that really cute. funny. Thank you very much, Reese. That's really nice of you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I think I've made you look better now. So why don't you draw the bottom half in? <laughs> there you go. That's you now. Oh, you're such. That's really so lovely. Thank you Greece. so much. Thank man. you. That's really you nice. Like, well, of I feel you. terrible for doing so, it. No, but why? That's I like a giant it. joke. <laughs> so what, what, you do, do you know what? You could have got away with that without saying that it was a giant joke. You should have I just, just said nothing. It's nicer. I just thought. I like you told her. What's because you're a comedian? I'm desperate to say something funny. Former comedian. What do you want to do? What do you want to be? <laughs> no, genuinely, genuinely, what do you want to be? I just like being expressive, so, you yeah. know, whether it's through podcasts or comics or, you know, drawing Star Wars characters, it's... Okay. That's very fulfilling for me now. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't after the Blue Flame, but at the time that served as my final comic, and I was ready to... Really? ...pack it in, and really? I think that would have worked well as a final comic. Uh, I think it still would if I, I, I didn't... I think people would be um, really terrified for you if it was. Like I do, I do. I think if it was announced, it was your final comic, even though that is, an, you know, that is within the, the book. But I think if, if you did, then just disappear. Yeah, that would have been yeah, a great yeah, concern. Yeah, of course. Obviously, my mental health afterwards was fine and maybe a bit too, on the high. Okay, right, right. There was a certain arrogance that came yeah, with yeah, it, and yeah, all yeah. the reviews, yeah. and yeah. we did a Kickstarter, and it raised all its money in a day. Okay, all of that sort of thing was maybe that's too bad for the ego. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I think it's. Um, well, any extremes are shit, aren't they? If you if you have that yeah. imbalance, so any, anything brilliant or rubbish, I feel I'm a fifty fifty mix of you know, right? Okay, yeah, complete yeah. arrogance and then self loathing. <laughs> so how do you marry that? I don't. That's do the not, problem. No. And I think you can see that in the book. It's yeah, kind yeah. of this this blend of. Do you think you need to? Do you think you will need to, or do you think? Oh, it's... absolutely. Do you? Do you? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's weird. Obviously, in the, the time that followed, I was ready to you know settle down, have a normal nine to five job. And, mm start a family and all that but probably can't go into detail for legal reasons well, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what the difficulty is that with, with creators and this is, it really is a difficulty with creators I think it's not, it's not um, I don't think it's being too uh, airy-fairy about it is, is that there's always a fear with creators I think who suffer from mental health issues that if they uh, beat their mental health issues or if they get them in check that they will somehow lose their mojo I know certainly that Angela Barnes accused me of that meant way back in the day when I first started here, when I was on that horrible time. Yeah. And I remember Angela Barnes saying to me, you don't want to get better because you think that's going to make you a shit comic. And what did you think about that? I, I, I didn't that accept may... it, but I heard it. I yeah. heard what she was saying. Yeah. And I, I, I think I could possibly relate to it a touch, but I don't think it was as extreme as Had I you ever thought, thought it about it until then? Not really. Not really, no. So I think that's... Definitely one of those things where, unless it's pointed out, it's going to go completely unnoticed. Yeah, yeah, Which maybe. it definitely was with me. I, I didn't see the, the mental health troubles coming from giving up the comics and ready to settle down and have a normal life. Because yeah. I thought that that's what I wanted. I thought that would bring me happiness. And well, you couldn't have written and created that book if you hadn't have had that experience, because that experience was well, that book. Absolutely not. However, the fact that you have been able to do that book and you have told that story will say tells you that you can... Um, illustrate and put across a story you can put a story across so it doesn't have to be an autobiographical story at all you can create if you want to do dark stuff you can create dark stuff it doesn't have to be your own experience but I think that the danger of that would be that your main experience of success is when you did it autobiographical did so for me as well so stuff like with the men's podcast and that you're like fuck well when I actually exposed myself and when I showed you know my inner workings and all the rest of it that was a I won an award for it you know that's so, so that's the weird yeah, it's definitely reward that you get. changed my approach to storytelling. Yeah. So I've I've recently gone back to comics, obviously after after a book, mental health, yeah. terrible time. Yeah. Housebound for 
half a year. Okay. And this is me sounds getting on brilliant. my feet. And sounds brilliant. Sounds brilliant, but I know. the reality I, I, I is I hear you, but it, does, it's, oh, it sounds fucking nice. So I'm, prison I'm, sounds good to me, though. I like not leaving that. I know what you mean. It's yeah. quite nice. Wear pajamas. I did that all weekend, but actually. In prison. It's nice. For a while, and then you start to get that itch. And yeah. You want to get back out into the world, which is. Oh, I'm here a lot. I've come to London. That's mental. How's that? Is that oh, a big yeah. deal for you? Completely overwhelming. I'm is it really? Yeah. Really? I'm, I'm a disabled gentleman now. Are you? In, in all, after everything that's happened. And I've recently been diagnosed with autism okay. at an adult age, and that's a huge thing to come to terms with. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably not at terms with because. Why? I don't know. It's weird. So I've had a year to come to terms with it from. Is this Asperger's? I don't know. It's just non specific. Okay. okay I, yeah. I think it probably is because. I can give good face and hold a conversation. Like yeah. Eye contact. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. good, isn't it? But are you concentrating on that all the time? Or is it coming naturally to you to make eye contact? Very good point. That is an active decision to make is eye it? contact. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. thinking of it. Okay. Which Thanks. is. No, you no, ruined that for me now. No, no, <laughs> no I'm that, joking. No, that is, that is per- that's actually more applaudable. But yeah, it's. I don't know, it's weird. I had a, so I've, it, it came as part of a suicide attempt. But I was referred for a diagnosis, but it takes a year okay. to even see someone. Yeah. So I had a whole year to come to terms with I've done this all my life. I've achieved everything I have in mm. spite of that mm-hmm. and then the second I got a diagnosis suddenly it felt like my thoughts and words and opinions were somehow worthless really what so what, what did that come about I don't know I guess because my brain doesn't isn't normal I guess some of the so it, is it a somehow shameful thing I guess that's I guess I've put that shame on myself really and that's unfortunate yeah I know I've got lots of friends who have autism and I don't yeah. think any less of them for having it but for some reason when it's on me I've certainly fought less and it's been a struggle to push through that yeah, which is it's, yeah. Maybe that's the next stigma. Maybe that is genuinely the next stigma is is autism because I think autism is, um, I think everyone's autistic. I, I genuinely believe. Well, that. yeah, they they say it's a spectrum and everyone's. Yeah, but I I think that on it, but but I I think no one's normal. Yeah, that's the thing. So, so, what, so what is normal as well? Well, define... exactly. Well, well, what would previously been said was there's a, there's, a, uh, there's an autistic spectrum, and people at the extreme ends are the ones that are generic, like speaking generically. They're not like normal people. They have a different way of being and all this sort of thing. But I think because it is a spectrum, then nobody can be normal on a spectrum because you've got to fall somewhere on it. And I think everyone falls on it. So really, you, all you end up having is different people. You're like, oh, they, well, well, when they look at situations, they do it this way. When they look at situations, they do it this way. And I think there's this weird, bizarre feeling that there's a majority of normal people and then a subsection of society. I don't mean yeah. sub as in detrimentally, but there are, there are another section of society who are different. But they are seen as a sub. Yeah, who are different. And I, 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 I honestly don't think that's true. I don't no. think people are different. I think everyone sees the world completely differently. Right. I think all three of us in this room are going to have different outlooks on the world and yeah. the way we interact with it. So we're yeah. all unique in that sense, which the, the one thing I managed to take from it as a positive, and you know, I think that translates into putting out my books. I know I'm not the best artist or the best writer, but I know that what I'm doing is unique to me. And that's well, the important bit. Your art has a naivety, which is actually very, very attractive. Definitely at the time, you know, it's. Yeah. I've, I went from 2015, I couldn't draw for shit, and now I'm almost small. And then. That's okay. And now I've got a nice card. <laughs> nice. We've got a nice card. So yeah, now can I'm draw. at this level where I'm, you know, doing photorealistic likenesses of yeah, yeah. the Star Wars cast. And, and having the confidence to do that as well, which I think is a big deal with art, is, is actually going. It's one thing doing it at home and doing the art, but having the confidence, like to come down and give present us with things that you. Look, mm. I made these. That's a huge step as well, I would imagine. Yeah, absolutely. And it's. I would say it's. It's, it's nice to be satisfied with your work, but there's also that hunger to keep improving. Of course, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd hate to be complacent or want to stay at the same level. I think you should draw a comic about a giant lady. 
Can you put that back together, Reese? Ian messed just, it up. Just and now tap I'm it like that. It. It. Oh, thank you. It's, it's just too in the hole. It's sync, though. It's not. That's what it's you like look like now. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I do have quite... It's like I a South Park the roots. I've got some roots going on there, which I like, but I am going to go to the hairdressers. Oh, bless. She thinks it's a mirror. You've done drawing a nap. Give it to her. And she thinks it's a mirror. Thank you. I like it. I think I might put it on the wall. But yeah, there's always a hunger to improve both artwork and storytelling. So I'm recently going back into comics after this two-year yep. interesting hiatus with a remake of something I did in 2015. Okay, which was? Uh, it's called The High Priestess. It was like, at the time, it's just a standard superhero fair because I was quite happy doing that sort of thing. Yeah. But with the, the years that have progressed, it's kind of, I want to develop it into a more human story. High Priestess was in... The, yes. Yeah. So a lot of the Blue Flame, it'll, it'll show real-life incidents from yeah. my time at the loan company that then inspired my comics. Right, okay. So, you know, there's moments where so I So I didn't have that background on you when I read it, so I didn't know that... But it still worked without it. Yeah, of course oh, it did. Yeah, perfect. of course it did, yeah. Thank yeah. you. But, yes, it's... There's these characters that I still hold dear. But in, so in 2015, I wrote two issues of that series that was meant to be a four-parter. Okay. And then at the end of the year, I was in a car accident. It mm-hmm. was also kind of called in The Blue Flame. And it just kind of took the wind out of my sails, and I didn't really do any comics yeah. for over a year until The Blue Flame. Okay. So it's... Looking back at it now, I don't like the way it was written. I don't like the artwork. So there's the idea of doing the last two issues now seemed a bit. Yeah. There's going to be too much of a disparagement between then and now. Okay. So the plan is a complete remake of issue one and two. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then three and four. Okay. And then rather than do single issues, I'm doing it as one big graphic novel. Okay. Which is coming to Kickstarter on March the 1st. March the 1st, you're doing that. And how, when you. Do stuff via Kickstarter. How, where do those people come from, generally speaking? Do you have a fan base already? A small but loyal fan yeah, well, base. Yeah, well, loyal, all you need is loyal. That's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the better thing. than a large... Yeah, a large indifferent yeah. people who've seen you on whatever programme. And then on. I always feel success breeds more success. Yeah. So if someone's doing well on Kickstarter, loads of people are going to jump on it. Yeah, I think it's, that, I've never used Kickstarter the, specifically that place. And it's... Uh, but I mean, obviously, obviously, I self-fund my stuff. But that... Uh, I, I like it as a thing, and I like that it doesn't appear to be dying out. No. Know, th- I've got some issues with it. I don't like the way someone will just think, I want to make something, give me money, and then they go off and make it. I think there should be some commitment already laid down. Yeah, okay. So when I put up a comic, it's, it's usually nearly finished by the time it goes Right, to okay, London. so it's just to see you over the, over the finish line. Yeah, I just... Okay. I don't want someone to invest in me if I'm not invested in me either. Understood. So I've already laid down money for like, cover art and stuff because... I want that progress to be made. I want yeah. people to know that I'm serious about it. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Because I think you've mentioned it before about people not putting their own money in and can't really be trusted. I think I, I think it's bonkers when people don't put their own money into things. <laughs> I think yes. I think it's but when when somebody creates something and then wants to crowdfund it, I think it's insane if they've not also contributed to the crowdfunding. Yeah. That's that's crackers to me. And if they have the money already, they should fund it entirely themselves. I don't I mean, believe that. It's probably pretty easy for just any old bloke to go. I want to make a comic give me five grand and I'll throw that money at an artist to go yeah. make it for me yeah. and they're doing not much work yeah I might do that I might yeah, draw a comic <laughs> might do one well, you could you've done your parapod storyboards it's... that's not my art though that's not actually how I draw they're drawn deliberately naively so those parapod storyboards are drawn deliberately worse than so I can draw so you could do it to the level of the prints y- you're doing yeah, yeah. as a full comic yeah, yeah, yeah. why not smart art Obviously, the comic audience, I wouldn't say it's got a big audience compared to stuff like... Even independent film has a massive audience compared to comics, which is... But they are emotive in a sense that they grab people and that, and they 
people get hugely attached to those sorts of works. So any artistic expression, even if it's only... I mean, I, I actually mean this. It sounds like a wanky thing to say, but I do actually mean it. Even if only one person is touched to their core by your work, and it could be your sister. It doesn't matter who it is. If one person is genuinely moved by your work, then it has a value. I think work that's created full stop has a value if nobody has it's still a value to the person and that's the motivation you've got to go in with if you're going saying I want to be rich and famous yeah you're not going to get that and your book's probably going to be a bit shit you could but I th I think that if you've got people that genuinely love what you do and are prepared to put their you know hand in their pocket and support it financially and so you can do more work you, you're already you're on a winner you, oh yeah you have but to I, I don't know I feel that's earned by doing the best work I can rather than okay. trying to do yeah. something marketable Oh yeah, yeah, no, I hear you, I hear you, yeah, yeah, totally. Because I guess that's that's my point. But that's comments. what they'll want as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So it works for everyone. It's so where can people find the Kickstarter? Um, Is it on Kickstarter? It will be on Kickstarter. Be, I guess. Come March first, so it'll be on like the top of the thing. Okay, and it's called. Uh, it'll be called the High Priestess. Okay. And obviously, you can follow me on Twitter at Reesey Time. There'll be all the links for that. Yeah. And I'm going to plug an app called Comic House, which I've recently started uploading my stuff to. Okay. It's like Netflix for comics. Right. It's really cool. <laughs> Why are you laughing? No, I'm not. I'm not. I, I laugh, I think, automatically when I hear anything that says it's like something for something. Oh, I hate it as a yeah. thing. I hate it with the books when you have to, like, yeah. oh, if you like if you like Star Wars, you're going to like my sci-fi book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like, I like Star Wars, and Star Wars exists. But Netflix for comics <laughs> is all right. Yeah, it's, okay, it's the Netflix format of streaming. Okay. And you can get a 14-day free trial. You don't have to put that in card details. that called? Comic House. Comic House. But it's H-A-U-S, so it's cool, like Bauhaus. Yeah, nice, nice. And uh, um, Thanks for coming in, Mum. Thank you for having really me. It's been wonderful. And thank you for braving London as well. It's, oh. um, it's not overwhelming at all, is it? It's just shit. Yeah, it's not. It's just... Everyone's angry. It is shit, now. Uh, it's not shit. Go back home then, Ian. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> London is shit, but so is Coventry. He's come from everywhere's, shit to Everywhere's shit, shit really, isn't it? True, everywhere's actually. shit, Reese. There's shit. been quite a few digs at Coventry throughout this show. I hate Coventry. In the, in the months. I just don't like it. I don't know what it is. I think it's probably John Gorham. Well, this is the thing. I've made... I've, I've got I've got my Coventry joke. We don't do that now. That's very rude. What? No, I was oh, doing it to I'm, you. I'm the third most famous person from Coventry, after John Gorham and the lady who put a cat in the bin. But the problem is, when I make that joke, people say, who's John Gorham? Yeah. <laughs> but of course, they know the lady who put a cat in the bin. Mm. Yeah. Maybe it was John Gorn. He's put a can of him. Um, thanks for coming in, Race. Thank you. We'll Thank you for having me. We're joined now uh, by Jamie Hensley. And I've got here from Union J. It says from Union yeah, J. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, are I from Union you, you I mean, yeah, My surname for the last six years has been from Union well, J. Well, Jamie from Union J has been my you're official Jamie. title. You're Jamie in this. I'm going to delete it. Jamie, take it off the screen. I'm deleting it. Take it off the screen. Delete it, look. You're gone. I'm even taking his second name off. Just, just, Jamie. Yeah, just Jamie. Just Jamie, like Cher, Kylie. Yeah, yeah. Our pal Jamie. I don't know anything about Union J. Good, that's that. Is that good? Why is I can educate you if you want oh. or we could just pretend it never happened well, either what, or all I know about Union and Jay I was saying to Nat before I think I said it on air I was also slagging off Joseph but just in, in, in the name <laughs> <laughs> in full disclosure because I just don't I, I, it doesn't matter I like it I really like Joseph as well I love it um, Union J my only knowledge of Union J was I thought they were a pretend band in Kick, kick Ass and this, yeah. right so I didn't know it was kick real Kick no absolutely nor did the whole world so yeah. it was kind of a missed trick so we um we Did you know a, you were going to be in it? Absolutely not. We were oh, filming okay, the music right, okay. video and they got this American guy turned up. We were like, well, who is this guy? We just thought maybe someone from the record label. 
And then so we filmed the music video. Um, I had no idea half the stuff why we were doing the music video, but it was the first one. So we didn't ask questions, just got on with it. And then our management and our label were like, oh, by the way, you're going to be in Kickass. And I was like, how? What, how on earth are you going to fit us in? I think basically they wanted One Direction. I think One Direction got a little bit too big to do it. So they're like, right, so let's get another boy band. But we didn't do any like press or we didn't go to America for the premiere yeah. or... Mm. We weren't featured on the soundtrack heavily or anything like that. But so you were on the soundtrack. We though. were. That was when I found out it was yeah, a real band. But on the YouTube and the whole Kickass and the fan base of Kickass is, is not our fan base at all. Do you know what I mean? So it wasn't really going to do anything for us okay. to broaden our horizons. But I think we missed the trick of going over there and promoting it, being like, "Oh yeah, we are a British band." Blah, yeah. Blah. Everyone just thought we were actors playing a cheesy boy band. That's what I thought. I so it was a real yeah. Band. So everyone was like, as if I thought this was a was a joke band, and we were like, "Hi, just hi guys, that's us." So, yeah, but that's so, really awful that you didn't know I don't like that well it was I think had they had they told us I think yeah. we'd probably been like oh are you sure I mean it's fun yeah. it's a fun thing to have had been in but not necessarily the it, it was what it was people thought we it were was just Kick a joke two, yeah it? number two it yeah. Was in Kick two yeah yeah no I remember it I remember Chloe Grace Moretz we, was, we were doing this morning or Loose Women or something promoting the single and she was there and they did this whole thing together of um, us meeting each other and she had no idea what was going on because we'd filmed it separately and obviously their bit in the bit where we we're looking at us on the TV screen was just a blank screen and they had no idea who it was and when she says Uni and Jay that's a cutaway she doesn't actually say it it's, it's okay, a voice okay, thing okay, after so, idea, yeah. so she had no, like, no idea who we were or why she was doing all these press pictures with us and we had to explain to her she was like oh you are a real band alright <laughs> So yeah, no one completely missed absolutely missed trick oh, oh well I think that, I think it's a badge of honour that I, yeah, I think it's, I yeah, people are impressed when they see it and the amount of texts I still get going mate why are you in Kick-Ass <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I think it's cool I think you should play it from now onwards that you knew and it was the awesome. whole yeah. time and it was just yeah. 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 Um, and Naden Joseph is, is um, Union J still a thing? yeah kind of Like we've taken a break now because I think six and a half years since we was on X Factor Whoa. long time so what happened same. did you win X Factor came forth no it was in okay. the final right. um, and I think we were quite lucky that when we were on it was the like the heyday of X Factor bands of Little Mix One D and JLS? Mm. It was like the four consecutive years, and we were the fourth year. Right. Um, so I think there was a. Were you put together for that show? We put ourselves together as a trio, okay. um, and went along to X Factor, and then they added a fourth member as judges' houses, like they did mm-hmm. with One D. So we were like their made band, but not completely made. Okay. Um, and I think we just thought it was just going to get us a little bit of cash afterwards, and we were going to be able to gig the circuit and stuff. We didn't necessarily expect that we'd get signed afterwards and stuff. So, yeah, it was amazing, amazing whirlwind and. Did you sign with? Sign, with Sony, Psycho and Simon okay. So we were them for three years and then we were with another label, uh, a foreign label, like a foreign dis- distribution label, is that the right mm-hmm. word? That sort of distributed here in Dubai, they're based in Dubai. So that took us to six years and I think we, um, I think it's just a long time to do the same thing. And a lot of opportunities were coming in and bands were kind of dying out a little mm. bit. So we were under no impression that this did have a shelf life yeah. at the beginning. So, and I think we, we were turning down, I was turning down a lot of acting roles and theatre roles um, the last couple of years for the band because I couldn't commit the time. And it got, got to a point where we're all a little bit like, guys, this work's coming in. We don't know how long we've got left to do this until we're going to not be able to get those roles. Yeah. I think it's best time for us now to sort of take a little break, mm. sit back, do our individual things. Because that's when bands split up nastily is when one person gets like, yeah, I can't yeah. do what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. It is difficult when you're people bring up the phone going, can you do this? And you're like, let me just check with the other guys and the label yeah. and the management. And mm-hmm. when Joseph, because we'd taken the break for Christmas, when they asked, I was like, yeah, straight away. I could do it. It's my okay. destiny. Um, and it's something I want to do. Theatre's something I wanted to do before X Factor, before that all happened. I just right. never booked a job. So it was either go to X Factor and 
try and make it that way or I'd be working in a call centre so would you change it would you do it differently now no, um, would I do it differently I think no no because okay. it's given me it's given me the uh, I've now tasted both I've done a bit of pop done a bit of music and stuff like that realised what I love about that what I don't love about that Okay. that was always a dream for me had I come out of drama school and booked a musical like this straight away I think I'd always been dreaming about oh, what is it like to be a pop star do I want to do that having okay. done it it's now sort of opened my eyes that necessarily being in that rat race isn't necessarily mm. for me as a soloist yeah um, and theatre's a lot more when did um, you train? went to the Brit school okay right okay uh, and that's so heavily music that, that, yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah, heavily yeah. like Adele was there when mm. I was there Jesse J Leona The Killers so many massive pop stars come out of that school mm. um, and when you don't sort of make it after that you're a little bit like oh, what the hell do I do with my life like right, okay. I remember going to the job centre and stuff and being like I want a job singing and they were like alright let's go get it done yeah. Amazon packing shells and I yeah. would say but you wouldn't send a doctor to Tesco's, and you wouldn't send a hairdresser to be a lifeguard. So this is what I've spent my entire life, and I'm only 19, but my entire life training to do. Yeah. So I didn't want to do a normal job, and I, and I kind of stuck my heels in the ground and was lucky enough that I've been able to black it for seven years, but yeah. But well, you can't black it for seven years. No, that's no, impossible. that's a long time but no, to yeah, it's blacking a, it's, it for. We're blacking it, I mean, think, yeah. I think my work ethic is saying that I'm always thinking about what I'm going to do next, you know, and I'm realistic yeah. about how long things last for as well. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Joseph, yeah. UK tour. Yeah. From February till July. Yeah. Are you playing Joseph in it? I am Joseph, yeah. But do you know what <laughs> the colours? I like that. Yeah, mate, it's just how hard the colours are. Do you know like, how, but I, they're not. I do know how that because I once had to sing it. It's and unreal. I, I fucking nailed them. Did you? I nailed them. Mate, I'm gonna be bringing you up. No, no. But then on the day of the, it was only one performance. So we, it's the old podcast I used to do. We did this one performance. It was at King's Place in London. It was a big sellout thing and all the rest of it. And at the beginning, we did a Joseph medley, which was just not what we did. So yeah. It's just a funny way to start yeah. the show. And it, I had the colours. And I'd got it nailed, and I did it in the dress, and I did it like and, and it all come together at the right time. And on the stage, fucking I think went, if you mess, it, I keep messing. If I mess it up once, if I get one wrong, it just throws me for the whole thing. Yeah, and it's like it starts off like you know the rainbow song, red and yellow, mm -hmm. and then it changes to different colours. So in my head, I'm red like going green and brown, brown and scarlet and, and black, black and ochre and, and peach and ruby and, and olive and, and violet and fawn, lilac. That's what that's, and so that's gold, gone. chocolate and mauve, cream and crimson, silver and rose, azure and lemon. Russet and grey, purple and white, and pink, pink and, and orange yellow. and blue. Is it not pink and yellow? And no, blue? pink and orange and blue. I might say, say, Don't say, say that because now I'm going to go back I to rehearsal. So I'm going to be like pink and yellow. It's definitely yellow. Definitely yellow. <laughs> definitely definitely orange. Yellow. Then I've got Bill Kenmike coming in this <laughs> yeah. afternoon. So. Yeah, and then Ken Wright will be yeah, going, What's he doing? But what they said, I've been told differently. How did you find Ken Wright? Amazing. I think I was quite nervous when I met him because all the other theatre stuff I've done before, because of scheduling and stuff, I've, when I've been getting to the finals and stuff, I've never really got in the room with like your Cameron Macintosh and stuff like that yeah, because yeah. it's not worked out. Either they've not wanted me or I've not been able to continue in the process. So when they were like, oh, you're coming to meet Cameron at his office, went into his office, it was just him sat behind the desk at a piano. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so nervous. But he was so chilled and he's, I think we just spoke about football. I know nothing about football whatsoever. Mm -hmm. so I'm yeah. just smiling. And I think that's nodding. all he knows about. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how he's ended up in theatre because I think he only knows about football. He's so, <laughs> and he's so passionate about Everton. I remember my friend said, if you're going to see Bill, don't wear red. Right. Oh, I was like, right. why? Is that okay. Because Liverpool's red, so I wore blue. So I think he basically I got it because I wore blue and I wow. like I was in Everton. I'm, well, I'm sure that even though your self-deprecation is lovely, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm sure, sure that's will be the judge when I'm actually doing the role. I so it's a UK tour. Yeah. 
Yes. And it's going, is it going everywhere? Yeah, pretty much. We're doing, we're starting, starting this, this Wednesday. Yeah, when, Wednesday. 20th of Feb. Yeah, in Windsor. Uh, in Windsor, yeah. Two yep. weeks. Oh, yeah. Uh, Windsor's then nice. Then we off to Folkestone. Uh, you are in Folkestone on the... Then, this is like yeah. a bit of paper now. Then we've got Crawley. Crawley, that's correct. Then we're going to Edinburgh. Edinburgh Playhouse, yeah. Then Real. Yep, yep. Yeah. Then after Real, we're going to, hold on, I'm going to get it. To Newcastle. Newcastle upon Tyne. Yeah, Newcastle Royal. Yes, correct. Yeah. And then going down to. Hold on, Oxford. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. You got the right idea. Bill Keith. That's where I live. That's where I live. Nice shopping centre there. Then you're going. Back up to Chester. Yes. The story house, which is beautiful, by the way. Then we have a break. And then we go to Wales. Yeah. Cardiff. Yeah. And then I have no idea. Darlington. Darlington. Yeah, Darlington Derby. No. Blackpool. Blackpool after that. Darby I love that you that. did clues by going All right. Blackpool. 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 Just I just said it. Darby Where are you going after Blackpool? Birmingham, Darby. No, no, no. Blackpool. Think about it. Oh, Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. I'm dragging him on a lead there. Yeah, that was Leeds. my clue. Uh, yeah. Then, Darby. you said it a few yeah, times. Yes, 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 yes. Then Birmingham. No, no. one before that. <laughs> You've got to stop off at... In between. They're driving me. I'm just going to go. Ipswich. That's how I like it. Then Birmingham. Then you're finishing in Oxford. But what if you meet someone on the road and you're like, okay, I'll, I'll, meet, you, I'll meet you guys later on. I'm just going to go hang out for a little bit. I don't know. And then you go to Ipswich when you're meant to be in Blackpool. Yeah, We've got two yeah. days off in between each each place. So That's if I nice. go to the wrong place, I've got time to turn around and play some... <laughs> if not, we're shooting yeah, one-man nice, shows. That's a really nice tour. It's nice. And it's not too... It's, it's quite cleverly all the tours we've done in the band and stuff whoever whoever's, I know who it was but I won't say to, say his name because he'll kill me but all our touring schedule was like down up down up yeah. all over so you kind yeah. of lose no time whereas this we're kind of going all the way around and back yeah. down again so and we've got two days off in between each place so I can go home which is quite nice yeah, Get a bit of like a, it's like a nine to five but not with Tuesday to Saturday every week Sunday 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 Monday off Every week, yeah. So you can go home and have a bit of a weekend and yeah. No, I think it'd be good for the constitution. And also, yeah. I guess it sounds like it'd be a nice thing for you after being in the rigors of a you know of, yeah. a, of a band and having that sort of yeah very enclosed. Bit, thing this is a bit of stability, which is mad. Like saying going on tour is stability, but I know where I'm at now. I know where I'm at for the next six months. But when you're in a band, you never know. You can't really book anything because mm-hmm. you say that for the next six months. But if you don't learn them colours, mate, I'll be out next week. Then, yeah, so you. So I've got a week in Windsor. Them colours are all important. Colours. They were and calling Joe McKeldry back. They're like, Joe, come and save it. And you need to make a decision on whether it's yellow or orange I'm either going to try and get like a teleprompter at the back of each theatre they've got the little screens where you can see the musical director I've been saying to Rich I'm like, can you hold up bits of paper like, like that so I can, <laughs> can so t- Tim Rice was the lyricist right Yeah. if I ever met Tim Rice I'd go why are we come Why's on so that, was a dick, very so clever. that was a dick trick wasn't yes. it it's like Samuel Beckett used to write dialogue like that it was just like I've got the weirdest thing that? to remember them as well. Like for instance, the Scarlet and Black line is because Scarlet Johansson plays Black Black Widow. Yes, right. Um, lilac, gold, chocolate, and mauve is because pink, purple, and gold are the colours of Cadbury's chocolate. Very yeah. good. That's good, Jamie. But then that's given me more to learn. So I've kind of given oh. myself the full colours and then like no, a, a, then a it, teaser. Yeah, it will end up just being pitched in your head. Though, yeah, won't yeah it? exactly. Well, I wish you all the best with it. Yeah. It's been really nice meeting you. Cheers, I'm going to play some Union J oh, so we can God. get some PRS. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> PRS is good. Play away. This is good. I'm gonna, this is going to pay for your chocolate. No, this, this, will get, this will get my travel fare to Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of it will go to kick ass. I, I think, think it will. Because it's that one. It will do. Um, really nice meeting you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Tour. See you next time. Never say you're lonely, just lay your problems on me And I'll be waiting there for you The stars can be so blinding when you get tired of fighting You know the one you can look to 
The Irresistible Carry You from Union J here on FUBAR Radio from our friend of the show, Jamie. Yes! Yes, Toby, that was very good. So is he leaving the station, Toby? Toby is actually leaving here. You're leaving full stop? Since it happened, he's got yeah, a call. They want him to do the show full-time at the BBC. You've got to get him to like record loads of... Yeah, <laughs> can you just record some links? Do you, I mean, yeah, we just give a list of artists. Maybe generic artist one, maybe, rather than specific songs. I'm not even messing. I'm not even no, saying fine, the I, I actually, No, I don't mean that. I mean, I think you can honestly do voiceover work. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I do, I really do. You've got that... I mean, don't say this is an insult, like <laughs> as, asinine tone. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> the voiceover has. That's, sure, that's a okay. requirement for the job. It doesn't mean he's asinine, but it means that, mm. Would you know, you that is a... I could hear you saying, like, DFS or like, allied carpets or Oh, we could do it, yeah. We could Pick do an advert. Yeah, let's um, try and get Toby Let's make him a show reel now. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, let's do what it. what, what advert would you like? No, it's not for me, it's for you. What do you want? We're making you your show reel. Show what you can do. I could do, I could do DFS. Sure. Oh, there we go. What, what, okay. what happens? No, is sale. Always a sale. sale. I mean, I normally have a script, always, wouldn't I? Always, yeah, always yeah, a sale. Well, um, that's the selling point to you. This is okay. in your show reel. We can show that you can just riff with it. So, um, I'm presenting your show reel now. Um, it's time for Toby's show reel. Uh, basically, what Toby's going to do, uh, where, what differentiates Toby from all other voiceover artists, is Toby, just tell him the product. Tell him the product and tell what you're doing, and he will improvise your show reel. As such, we've just told Toby, DFS, and there's a sale. The DFS winter sale now on until the end of February at your local store. This lovely beige sofa is now half price. That's the DFS winter sale. See online for terms and conditions. Incredible. Um, can I throw one out? Go for yeah. it. <laughs> Why not? Super glue, WH Smith. Go. Oh three, two, God. one. Three, two, one. Go. WH Smith winter sale. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be exactly yeah, the same. The same. No, you've got a riff on it. Riff okay. on it. Um, WH Smith, so they're already pushing their super glue at yeah, the moment. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, okay. And now, buy one, get one free. Super glue from WH Smith. Really sticky, lasts for a long time. You sound nearly had it. Uh, I think what happened there, you got overconfident with the first one. I did. Because I, <laughs> I think exactly what, happened what happened is, is <laughs> I think you did the first one, and I think you actually surprised yourself. <laughs> Yeah. Not just everyone in the studio. Yeah, you completely. yourself were like, I can't. I, that did sound that, good. That, that was good. That, well, I want that super glue, so that's not going to happen now. Yeah. Well, the problem uh, with it is, is, I don't think WX Smiths are really known for their super glue sales. So I think there was, oh. there was a natural uh, barring yeah. to the improvisation. It's also not everything's a sale, is it? So um, what, well, what else be, can I we try? I think it'd be a bit strange if WX oh. Smith just did a nationwide advertising campaign for su well, exactly. super glue. That's why I'm, would it be no, weird? That, well, it absolutely would. That's where I'm on Toby's side with this. Okay. Is that we're asking to improvise something that just simply wouldn't happen. <laughs> so with a DFS sale, he could do that and improvise it because he will draw from his own okay. subconscious memory of those things. But WH Smith, sure. to my knowledge, have never pushed their super glue. <laughs> Certainly Yet. not on a buy one, Yet. get one free. What else do you like, Toby? Just, just for February. <laughs> Valentine's up, Day, it? it's a nice present. Yeah, is that how you keep them? <laughs> <laughs> is that how you keep Stick them? Stick together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, McDonald's are launching a new burger. Oh. Yeah, it's the Big Mac. Big Mac. Brand with bacon. bacon. There we go, perfect, let's hear it. Due to the overwhelming success of the McDonald's... Oh, overwhelming? Overwhelming. Okay. Due to the overwhelming success... Oh, I did it again, didn't overwhelming. I? Overwhelming. Is it overwhelming? Can you do over overwhelming... Overwhelming, you must Overwhelming. Overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And three, two... Due to the overwhelming success of the McDonald's 10-year, 50-year anniversary... Was it 50-year anniversary? 50? Yeah, you can't do this one. Is it 50? I I've definitely panicked now. It's not 10. Yeah. It's more than 10, I'd say, for the Big Mac. Yeah, it was, it was 50 year for the Big Mac, wasn't it? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either, but I'd say... Okay, do you want to try it? Again, yeah, it seems like it's happening, doesn't it? Um, do you want to cue me in? Three, two, one. <laughs> yeah. Can you hear me? Clem Fandango. It's a bit like that, isn't it? 
Due to the overwhelming success of the 50-year anniversary of the McDonald's Big Mac, we've bought it back. This time with bacon. You're sacked. Why? Because he said bought, not brought. Uh, and I'm not tolerating we've, we've that. We've bought it we've back. Brought it be brought mm. back. Not bought you it bought, back. Nobody ever bought it. anything anywhere. They might have brought it, but you haven't bought I it. I bought that. That, for I me, is a sackable offence. However, what I'd like you to do, though, if you are going to be absent, is just give me some birthday links for Nat. So, happy birthday. Happy 40th birthday, Nat. Happy 41st birthday, Nat. That's all then. Now, yeah, go so for you it. can use them. Excuse me. Dear Natalie King, a happy 40th birthday from your friend and ours, Ian Boldsworth. Okay, I'm doing 41 now. 41 today! Happy birthday, Natalie King! Actually, it's we, can, actually sit, we, can't, it? we can't even use these because these have gone. So start with you do happy 48. 60th, you Ian. Happy 60th, Ian Boldsworth. Two years away from 50. Happy 48th birthday, Natalie King! That's for future reference. We've I'd banked these up. I'd fucking love to be 60. When you said that, then I thought, God, I would love to be 60. What's the age where you just don't give a shit? No, I don't Dye your hair now. purple, go out and just do whatever you like. That's giving a shit, isn't it? No, because I choose to. The purple rinsing, love but that. But you're doing a thing that's, doing, that's oh. giving a shit. Well, yeah. But you know, the, the other certain age where people just go, I don't, it doesn't really, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I, I do. I have soared past that. Oh, I don't okay. know what it was. I think it's probably 30 for me. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, yeah. Any other anything, messages you'd like? Anything else? Are you happy with this? Is your show real or do you want something else on it? I think that's fine for now, yeah. Fine yeah. for now? Okay. Hold okay. well, it, Thank you very much. Can I put some music on? So, do you want to announce it? Yeah, who is it? It's Alice Cooper. What's the song? It's He's Back, The Man Behind the Mask. Oh, God. Good, good. Do you know who it refers to? I mean, this. what's vibrating? I don't know. What, I did hear that that time. I don't know. I'll, I, I don't know. Is it that under the thing? The it's not fallen, my the phone. The falling down it under it. It sounds like a phone. It's not my phone. No, it was a phone. Oh, okay. Maybe it's something in a bag. Maybe I've picked up someone's phone or something. <laughs> it's dim or not. It's dim. Um, uh, he's back, the man behind the mask. It was actually from Friday the 13th, this one. I think it was Friday the 13th, part three, I think. He's oh. back, sorry, what? That's the Jason, man behind the mask. Jason, Jason's the man behind the mask. Okay, ready? He's back, the man behind the mask. The latest release from Alice Cooper, all the way from Bournemouth. <laughs> Come on, Dad. I'm trying to make a good impression. <laughs> it's a lovely night. Walking in the moonlight is very romantic. Trust me. But, Dad, you promised to let me use the car if I got good grades. <clears throat> Dad, I want to take her to the movies. It'll take an hour to walk there. Then you better get going. And by the way, enjoy the show. Did you enjoy the movie? Jason, I'm talking to you. Uh, I'm not sure I really understood it all. Oh. Then let me explain. What's going on? Uh, Some folks have a strange idea to entertain. It's a bit out of the film. Oh, it's a clip from the film. Yeah. It'd be because it's from the soundtrack, right? So they do that yeah, on That's a little frightening right now. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. Anyway, that was Alice Cooper. The man the behind the mask. See, we can't do it. We can't it's, do it. We're not we tried to do it, but the conspiracy from, answer's from gone out now. Uh, we're joined now by Toby McDonald. Hi, Toby. Hi there. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm all right. Uh, we're in the home straight, which is always all just loosens up now. It's oh, nice. great. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's very <laughs> methodically put together until this point. Okay. Yeah, everyone and then runs everything on time. Goes, like, everything yeah, runs to time. Just, doesn't. Well, there's a bit, free, bit free from now for the, <laughs> last, for the last 18 minutes great. of the show. Um, so we're talking about old boys, which. Uh, Comes out twenty second of February. Yes, which is in four days. Friday. Friday. Yeah. Is it a national release? 
Yes, proper, it is. Yeah, proper big release as well. Yes. Um, how would you be? A, how would you be a director? <laughs> Uh, you either Get go to film school yeah. or you uh, just plug it pretty much yeah I made a short film when I was a, a runner I started off as a runner working on on different uh, productions okay and uh, I made a short film about a guy uh, who thought he lived in a French movie okay and um, that kind of rather instantly and surprisingly uh, turned me into a professional director so why did you do that why? Yeah, why did you make that? Oh, I'd always been obsessed with uh, films since I was uh, younger. That was my complete obsession. Right. Uh, and uh, I sort of wanted always to make one. Okay. Uh, but I, I never told anybody. I, I, I always thought that was key, never to admit to anyone that you wanted to be a director. Really? Why? Uh, I, I don't know. There was something, my background maybe was something a bit shameful. <laughs> okay, <laughs> to, yeah, to, to be, to sort of admit to artistic leanings. Yeah. Uh, and um, m maybe I just didn't want to kind of big it up. And then I, I did it and then I couldn't really avoid it after that. When you direct something, does it destroy you? Uh, destroy. <laughs> That's a good word. No, no, it's, no but what, what, before I start, I've, I've, I'm, well, I'm yeah, you're of, making a film. I've, yeah, yeah, I've directed something now. Yeah, um, and I've directed theatre before. Okay, I've never directed a film before. I had no concept of how difficult it was, and it, it like, it is. It, it really is. But I read a book. I can't remember what it was called. The book, but it was uh, Simon uh, Amstel told yes. me to read it because he said he'd read it before he did directing. And in that book, one of the early things it says in the book is it will destroy you. It will it will absolutely dominate your life. It will rip everything apart. You'll get ill. You'll be like, and I was reading it going, oh, wow. no, I won't. No. <laughs> and it's true. Yeah, it probably is true. But uh, it, I suppose it depends how much you love film. You you want to. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, then, yeah, I think it definitely can. I mean, there are lots of sort of things uh, like that. You have, you need to get fit and healthy before you direct a film well, do, uh, you can see that I'm not you did go to a bend didn't you yeah I went to him for a bit yep. <laughs> um, well, but I'm in the film as well so that's, that's oh, the, well that's a yeah, different that's, thing that is the problem with it yeah I would imagine that, that I can't imagine how difficult it must be to, to direct and then have to perform in, in it as well that must I think be very it might be impossible yeah well Bradley Cooper I suppose is the oh, yeah, example but I imagine he had a lot of help did he direct that film he, he did, did A yeah. Star Is Born Woody Allen did it for a um, while didn't he we were talking about Steve Oram earlier on yes so there's a link there with End of the Fucking World and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Steve Oram, because um, with Tom Meaton, who was in a double out with Steve, yes. said to me that Steve had said, and I know both of them, but I've not spoken to Steve for a while, said to me that Steve had said he would never do it again after directing and being in something. Oh, mm. right. Okay. He was in a film where they, it wasn't even, there was no language used, it was all prehistoric man or something, it was all grunts or something. I think, I think, I think that was, was on film four. I yes, I do it know what you mean. Like I think it was on film four recently. And Julian yeah. Barrett was in it as well. Yes. And he, 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 he apparently said he would never do it again, and I can totally relate to that. For sure. I mean, but, but I wondered if there's if there's a trick to that, if there is a way of just getting yourself right for it and separating real life from it. And uh, I, I think the the trick is doing it again and again, right? And okay. Learning the techniques to to survive the uh, how grueling a shoot can be. Yeah. I think that's the only way to do it. The first one, Old Boys, was my first one. It's, right. Okay. It, it's hard, even though I've shot lots of other things. It, it's really tricky. So what's your feeling with it? Obviously, you're promoing it, so you're not going to say, well, I think it's rubbish or anything like that, but what's your feeling with it now? Are you, are you, is it a, a, do you have a pride in the, prod, in the product, or is there a... Have, have you abandoned it? Like they say, <laughs> I think, you know what I mean? They say about films get abandoned. Uh, no, I'm, I'm really proud of it. I'm really proud of how it's playing for audiences. It's really an audience-facing um, film. It's a comedy, okay. uh, a, a teenage comedy, um, and 
yeah, I'm intrigued to see how how it goes out. I'm 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 still uh, loving the process of making it. Yeah, uh, and and giving it to an audience as well, mm -hmm. which a comedy really needs, obviously, uh, to get to the audience. Can you sit in an audience that watching your film? Uh, I'm now at the point where I can't do it anymore because I just see all the mistakes, uh, yeah, 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 and yeah, so yeah. I can't. I, I just can't do it. But um, I, I sit outside and, and listen for the laughs to check that they're coming at the right moment. Would well, you not be tempted if there were, you know, say you've got a rogue audience, which can happen? That weren't really going for it. Would you not be tempted to storm in and tell them that? Take what, it tell over. them why they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't know. <laughs> tell them, yeah, say, right, wind that back. Right, watch it again. I'll tell you why this is funny. I think there are many fantasies that directors have about things like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would that would be interesting. Yeah, you could talk them through it. But once you start explaining a joke, you're in trouble. I think it's true, isn't it? But do you not think? I tell you, here's what I think. Is I think when you have them meetings with producers and things like that, where as a director, you do have to over explain yourself because you do go no the reason I've left that there mm. is because of this this and this and that you, you, where you justify your decisions on film yep. and I think this is how I feel at the moment when you get into that headspace you suddenly find I'm doing it all the time now I'm going do you know why that scene's in there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, because it's a foreshadowing of this and this, like, yeah, like, yeah. totally I think you have to um, fight for your, for your view and uh, sometimes that involves explaining it the, the thing that I found that really helped with all boys, was we tested it. Mm. Okay. Uh, with with an audience, and once that started to happen, the sort of uh, that started to take over a little bit, which was really helpful. So, would you go with that? Would you go with test audiences? Would you, do you think that is a, I think a it, positive? I absolutely, I think it's absolutely great. It's terrific. Do you? Could yeah. you? I would worry that I would have my mind made up about certain things, and, and would know. You know, I mean, sometimes you just know that you're right about something. You're like, no, I know this is going to be right for it. If a test audience then went the other way with that I think I'd be like no they've just not understood <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, you know, I, I mean I, I suppose I was really lucky uh, with Old Boys we got we had um, some brilliant executives from Film 4 and okay. the BFI with us to sort of um, you have to kind of read the tea leaves of what a uh, test audience gives you in terms of the feedback that they give at the end but also you can kind of feel it in your gut when you're watching yeah as well and I find that really helpful and you can sort of choose the things that you want to fight for yeah then as as well i i i really recommend it it, it also sometimes just takes the burden off you because if something suddenly works that people didn't think was working like a little moment or something like that it's, it's a great relief as well and you can set the credit for it as well really well, yeah, but I implemented what the <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> usually it's to do with the actors uh um usually they're the ones that uh, have solved right. all the problems. How yeah. are you as a director? Are you dictatorial as a director, or are you very much? Do you make friends with your cast? Uh, I try to be as collaborative as as possible. Yeah. Uh, especially with the actors, I think they they they're really magic. I've always mm. felt that from everything that I've okay. worked on, and their um, their imaginations. Uh, if you can fire their imaginations about something, then that's the best way. To approach it, would they send the same about you? Would they? Uh, do, you do you think that would be? You, you I, that's sounding like a really glib question. I actually, no, no. I actually mean that. Would, would they? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I suppose I trust them. Uh, okay. You know, once they're cast, we're quite strict on casting, but once they're cast, I, I really trust them and trust them with the characters that yeah. they're playing as well. So it's from Serrano de Bergerac, is that correct? Yes, the uh, it's uh, Serrano de Bergerac transposed into the rather unpromising arena of an all boys English boarding school. Okay, and how would you, what was your how did you get involved in the project? Was it were you asked uh, to do it or was it? no? Um, with the um, my producer who I've made all my short films with, Luke Morris, and the um, 
uh, writer uh, Luke Ponte we kind of came up with the idea uh, a while ago and we've been developing it for um, for quite a long time okay uh, and um, finally uh, uh, got it sorted out so you're rid of it now in terms of you can't change it now there's nothing you can do about it it's made no I can't change it now so what's your next step there what do you, what do, you do now um, I'm working uh, with uh, Freddie the writer straight back in yes definitely um, we're, we're working on a couple of projects he's a really brilliant um, uh, young writer so I, I hope to make more films or have the chance to make more films should we ask how old he, how old Freddie is how old's Freddie he's uh, 30 <laughs> that's okay I mean it's that's alright that's good fuck off. <laughs> Fred, it's 30 Freddie should fr- be working in HMV <laughs> for a bit yeah before we move in well, Freddie should be selling films not making them I mean, it's a good cast in Old Boys as well. And I I didn't realise, because Alex Lawther, t- I earlier was like, how? I thought he was like 17 or something. Because he looks so young, but yes. he's, he looks, how old is he, like 26 or something? I don't know. Oh, okay. You, you, how old is he? He's in his early 20s. Oh. Fucking piece of shit. Okay. <laughs> he's very talented. He's doing very well. What's it, and so also you've got Joshua Maguire in there. Yeah. He's uh, great. Alex, uh, Josh Maguire, who uh, is a brilliant, um, <laughs> is, is another brilliant he's actor He's really good as well. because and most things I've seen him in, like Angus in uh, Lovesick, yeah. he, he's great. And then I saw him in About Time yeah. uh, with Bill Knight. But then I saw, as I mentioned earlier, this film yesterday that Rupert Everett directed called The Happy Prince. Yes. And I love Joshua Maguire, but he's so awful in that film. I didn't realise he could be nasty. Oh yeah! Oh God, I thought, Fantastic. I, I thought she was doing that then. I thought you were just slagging someone's acting. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I didn't realise he could. <laughs> yeah. To his mate, I just tell him right. I've always liked him, but he was shit. Well, I would definitely not do that. What I'm saying is, I think he's a brilliant actor, he's and I've never seen him be so he, awful. He's a brilliant actor. And, Don't say awful. Uh, As in a horrible character. Yeah, say that. The awful yes. sounds like you're yes. critiquing his acting. No, no, he's a fantastic. He's actor. a very brilliant stage actor, and he's one of those actors where you have to bring your best notes to him because if you don't say something clever and smart to him, he's going to absolutely um, nail you. Wow. Uh, really? Yeah. In, if you're, he he would just sort of ask you why you think the character should be doing that okay he's really a, a smart guy so is he checking you out then with that no i think he's just um holding everything to a very high standard uh, that's good and he he you know he demands um precision in direction mm. i wonder why that's frowned upon like when people hold you know, i mean i think generally speaking there's a, there's a certain frowning upon people who are meticulous and yes who, who work very hard and like i i could imagine from what you just described to me certain directors going it's a pain in the ass uh, it's an absolute pain that's a little prima donna and he wants to do you, do you know what I mean yeah whereas I would take what I presume is your side on that which is like no that shows a, re- a genuine commitment and concern for yeah. what they're doing it's wonderful and uh, it's absolutely great and he's always right I, I would say the same thing um, with Alex Lawther actually okay. as well he okay. is um, he, he's like a sort of supercomputer the way he processes things for his character and he's yeah. very very specific uh, and uh, requires um, you know uh really the right information before he he makes a decision about mm. the character as well but about i think i mean that's a common thing in a lot of really good actors uh, yeah I, I think as well yeah i think i would be like that probably i think so i also feel like you'd go christian bale if someone walked in your eye line that you just start shouting at them i wouldn't have to shout because it would never get to that point wow. <laughs> <laughs> my reputation would proceed yeah right <laughs> Nobody would, nobody would dare do that. They, yeah. They, yeah, they would. No, they would just go. It's my okay. I did it. You're, you're yeah. right to shout at me. I think right. they wouldn't protest. They just walk off set <coughs> and quit immediately, right? I would hope so. <laughs> um, it's very, very exciting, and I guess for you personally as well. If it's your first feature on that, it's, it's an exciting thing and none too daunting stuff. But you, you have a very quiet confidence about you. Oh, thanks. 
that's a compliment. Yeah, that's a compliment. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean not now. Now, <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. now you look terrified. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, you do. It, it sort of does feel out. Oh, but, thanks. You know, I, I, I've, I've, I'll trust you. It's been a. Mm. Um, it, it's been a joy making it. Um, I've been really lucky to work with all these people that have um, been on it, and uh, it's a comedy, and people are uh, laughing at it. And yeah, that, and that's a great relief. Yeah, and and they're lucky as well to work with you. They are. Oh, thanks. Say things like that. that. <laughs> Swallowing to the BFI and say stuff like that. <laughs> You're going to hear a lot of words tonight about uh, how I'm lucky to work with them. Can we just keep in mind how lucky they are to work with me as well? Thank you. It's interesting because when we had, we've had quite a few directors coming on. We had one recently who said the sort of it's weird because there's a time between making the film and it being released sure and so if in your head that you're working on your next project it feels which is why when you asked earlier Ian about how do you feel about it there are some people that have gone like I've kind of not forgotten about it but it's been a parked while it. they've parked it yeah I've parked it because it was a while ago and I'm working uh, on yeah. something new and so I've kind of mo- you move on to the next project and you're all about the next one yeah so it's interesting that it's still I guess it's because it's your first yeah it's also feature. quite it's a uh it's a personal film, you know. Mm-hmm. The um, it's quite personal. Yeah, the mm. lead character and those kinds of things. So it 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 means a lot. And we haven't really haven't really shown it wide to people mm-hmm. in the UK yet in London. Yeah. So it's still. Well, yeah. it doesn't feel just from perception, and I might be wrong, but it, it feels like it's it's not just a gig for you. Do you know what I mean? It's not just like a job that you got oh, and no. you did it. You know, that's that's. Well, you you talk, you said it um, well in terms of it. Dis- being hard it's a hard it's a hard one mm. uh, and especially making a, a low budget comedy it's yeah. i'm sure you, um yeah, you know it's, it's yeah. a really difficult <laughs> <laughs> you've got to love it you have to love it yeah what do you do if you ever find yourself rapidly falling out of love with it but you need to finish it <laughs> well i think those are the mo- actually those are the moments where you, it's a kind of test of your metal with it yeah i think you have to push through those i things. think i've got my film nailed this week great oh. this last week that's great i really do it, was there something that that helped you nail it, or um, I don't know? It, it just some. So, I'll tell you what it was. What what was running out of time? What helped me nail it? This is genuinely what it was. Was justifying it to the producer. So when I said to you about uh, yeah. pointing out scenes, I was doing that the other day. Yeah. So I was sat in a screener, just going because he was saying, oh, "I think we should lose that. Like, we, can't, we can't lose that because that's foreshadowing this and this and this and this." And it was the first time I'd said it out loud. And the editor was sat there, sort of looking at me, going, oh, "You've not told me any of this." <laughs> and I was like, "No, but I'm because I'm just now creating it." Yeah, yeah. It was like being in a row and going, "What can I say?" But everything was justified. Sure. Um, so at, coming out of that, me and Simon, who's editing it, um, we, we're just like, "We've got now. We've got it." I've just explained this film. Yeah. And I have covered all the things kind of by accident. Yeah. But I'm giving it to the producer. Well, I put that there for this that didn't, just ended up there, and the, and it has served that purpose. So now that I have got that set of rules, now it is, it, it, but it also feels kind of powerful. Yeah. Not in a horrible way, but it just feels like, I can do this now. Now I know what this this needs to be. It's, it's end up being shit. That's, that's great. Bold. No, no, that's great. It's it's also sometimes good to be challenged on those things as well. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's, but it's it's also I mean, it's also nice to have things that just go right. <laughs> yeah, that's also <laughs> fun. like an easy life. Do you know what I mean? It's like. It's the argument of, well, is it easier to win the lottery or just to build your money over time? It's like, well, it's kind of easier to win the lottery, but I understand what, what the worth is of building something over time. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're mid-build, you think, I just wish I could just win the lottery now. Yeah. Uh, well, well, Old Boys is out, 22nd, this Friday. That doesn't sound so fed Go up. Go and watch it. It didn't yeah. sound fed up. <laughs> sound like you put money in and you don't think you can get it back. No, I'm going to. It's a great car, so it's going to do well. No, it's 
Thank the director. You. So let's stop diverting away from the director to the cast. Uh, Toby McDonald, thanks for joining us. When's it out? Read your press release. Oh, 20, 20 seconds. 20 seconds. Like, no, I was going to let me stop picking on me and then I will. But um, 20 seconds uh, of this is Friday this week. What's wrong with that? Pick on that. Go on. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Ciao. You've been listening to a FUBAR Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com.